Gonna Go Pizza presents S D P the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Welcome to the Burnt Out Like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> We're Good so tired. Ah! This is, you know, there are two times of the year where we're actually burnt out. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. The other one is the episode that happens July 2nd or July 3rd. That's both, both of these shows are just, they're a bit goofy. But they're the last day of school. They are the last like, day of school. Yeah. Uh, so this is the last day of school. We, w- we will be back on the 5th for our show. Um, and uh, of December, for, of December, yeah, we're gonna we, we got our little uh, holiday gift exchange that we're gonna do today. Always, yep. uh, we got some bachelorette bios. Yeah, oh, I forgot. Oh, yes, yes. that's amazing. <laughs> I oh, we... wait, did Steve forget something? No oh. way. Oh, I'm <laughs> and as a fun thing over the holidays, <laughs> uh, it was suggested to us that we should do several different topics, and we're gonna record them after we record this show. But you'll see them come out throughout the uh, uh, mm-hmm. throughout the winter solstice. So. So you're going to see... Is that uh, what it is? Yeah, well, it's coming up. Uh, you're gonna <laughs> That's see, like tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you're going to see uh, the Leafs All Decade team. Mm-hmm. Uh, top Leafs moment of the decade. Top three NHL moments uh, of 2019. Some predictions. Um, yeah, some predictions. So mm-hmm. we're going to have a whole bunch of that stuff that you're going to be able to have while we're gone. So that way you don't forget about us. You know, because we're people call us the content kings. Content kings. Casey's. We're right behind. What's, the, what's, that. what's that kid's name that made twenty six million? Ryan something. Ryan's, Ryan's world. Ryan's, Ryan's world oh, is the, the top kid? paying YouTube kid. Is second year in a row, and over the last two years, in twenty four months, he's made forty eight million dollars. <laughs> Less than fifty. <laughs> it's like Jordan, Jordan Belfort, which pissed me off. <laughs> I felt just short of a million a week. <laughs> which that's, pissed that's me that's off. That's that kid. That's unbelievable, man. That's crazy, crazy money. Crazy money. Crazy Insane. money. Um, I, I, so I was doing a interview with a, I don't want to say boomer. What's just after boomer? Gen Z. No, Gen Z. No, sorry, Gen X. Gen X. Okay, so I was talking to a Gen Xer who was going to, like, uh, they, they were going to. Well, like, what year were you thinking they were born? Gen X was like, you could, came of age in the early 90s. They're like a little over 40. Okay, yeah, Gen X. Yeah, yeah. So they went to um, it was a the it was a bar down event that happened recently, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Steve, I don't get it. I don't understand any of it. I saw this video. Whoa! Oh my god! <laughs> you all right, Jesse? Just an update for anybody not watching. Jesse almost died. <laughs> I got it. He's he good. good. There's a light that's the only thing in this studio taller than he is, and it almost fell right on We're top. We're gonna have of to him. just tighten that little screw on the thing there. <laughs> Watch the cord there. It's around the middle of it. That's okay. The cord's Continue fine. The show. Anyway, what, so what? Why? Why were you bringing this up? This is interesting. Why? So he's a Gen Xer. <laughs> he went to a bar down event. Doesn't get it. Now I'm trying to remember why I brought it up. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I don't get it. So I was like, man, there's lots of things about, like, YouTube and podcasting. Like, here, I can enlighten you. I go, for example, do you know who the highest grossing YouTuber is? And, like, to my surprise, he actually threw out a couple names. Like PewDiePie, something like that. Uh, but, well, he didn't know the name. He's like, that video game guy. And I'm like, PewDiePie? No. Ninja? That might be it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I go, no, it's the seven-year-old that you have never heard of. He's like, what? He yeah. Googled it and... It's the South Park thing. And it's, it's the, the world's most famous person. You've never heard of them. Yes. 
Yeah, and and it's toy reviews. I'm alive. That's by it. the way, he's alive. Hey. Jesse's back. Uh, it's toy a the light attack. That's all he does. He go. He just plays with toys. That's it. It's cool. Man, yeah, that's what I do. I just do my videos from my toy dungeon and figure dungeon. Sorry, and just have a great time. <laughs> His doll <Is>, dungeon. <laughs> figures. Does he play with them? And like, I've never watched one of the videos. I does he play either. with it in like a fun. I'm way? sure when when Everly grows up, uh, I'll have to start watching all the bad YouTube mm-hmm. videos. But I, you know what? From what I understand. The toy, uh, the toy unboxers are really interesting mm. because they'll start and they'll just be in like an apartment or a dirty, dingy basement or something like that. And then over the course of a couple of years, you can sort of track their success by the background <sighs> of their ba- their videos. So like they'll get like a ring light and then they'll upgrade the camera right. and then all of a sudden it's a beautiful white background and all of a sudden they're in a palatial mansion <laughs> because they make so much damn money. Yeah. And sport, like we picked... Really, you picked, Steve, because honestly, there's no show yeah. without you. You picked a niche sport that's really popular in Canada and is like yep. the f- sixth most popular in the United States. And oh, if that. Yeah. If that. You really, you really went for that global game-changing audience right. there, Steve. I didn't mean to. Whenever people scold me on my career choices, I'm like, I didn't mean to. Man, I just kept doing stuff. We could have just picked toys. We hitched ourselves to the wrong no. wagon. We could have done a children's show. We could have been Baby Shark. Yeah. Ugh. I, hey, one of us has been on a kid's podcast. Adam, show of hands. No, that's no. me. You run a kid's podcast? Uh, yes, I was. How was what that? Did you do? The Story Store with... Gary the Unicorn and Mr. Orlando. And it was great. I don't know what that is. You don't know that? Oh, I'm uh, so... You're saying that like I should know. On the podcast. Let me explain it. And you can all look this up after. You listen to this right after this podcast. So CBC Kids has a show called The Story Store. And it's a store owned by Mr. Orlando. He's a moose. This is a TV show. Yes. On the but CBC. they have a podcast now. Oh. Yes. They have a, this, uh, the kids show has a spinoff podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. 2019. <laughs> National broadcaster. Absolutely. <laughs> Mr. Orlando owns the story store. And Gary the Unicorn is his helper. But he's very hyper and often doesn't help as much. But he, but he has a heart of gold. <laughs> Gary the Unicorn does. So kids write into the story store and they say, I want a story about a triceratops playing the guitar. And the story store has to come up with a story about a triceratops playing the guitar. This is awesome. Live, is, live on the spot? Not no. live on the spot. But they're, I mean, maybe they do. I don't know the magic of the story store. I'm not an employee like Gary the Unicorn and Mr. Orlando. So I barge into the story store and I just tell them that I'm their biggest fan. And I stand there while they make this story for this child about a triceratops playing the guitar. Wow. Have the- you ever been on that? No. <laughs> you haven't. do this in the podcast. Yes. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, that I'm cool. a big uh, hockey uh, fan. And Mr. Orlando says, Steve Dangle. <laughs> this is awesome. That's really cool, man. Yeah, it is. When did you do that? It was like a month ago. Really? Yeah. Well, I man. recorded it in the summer. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, There's so much going on now that it's almost like it's it's pretty tough to keep up with like any, any like uh-huh. even our, like. I do a lot of shit. We see each other twice a week, which is more than I see my parents. Um, almost as much as I see my family. And... Sometimes it's just impossible to keep up with what's going on with you two. I don't, you know, it's just a lot going on. Oh, and I see Jesse every day, and I'm like, ah, it's, there's still stuff that slips through. <laughs> yeah, did you hear I did this thing called Dang It's? The oh, other day, and, and yeah. then I, I filmed that Dang It's right before I did ice surfing. <laughs> Yours should be called Bang It's. 
Batman. <laughs> I think that's something else, <laughs> oh, Adam. <laughs> sorry. That might be a different website. <laughs> hey, I'm Jesse with Bangus. Uh, no. <laughs> you need to talk to Jay Zito there, Adam. That's, there you go. Yes. 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 What's up, Jay? Hey, um, let's get into who wore the crown. Again, li- you live generously and life will treat you royally. Why not pour yourself a crown royal? Why not? Maybe for your friend, too. Why not? Why not? Because we got to find out who wore the crown, where we, with the help of you, recognize one Leaf player from, you know, the last game or whatever, who represents our town and our crown. But here's what we're going to do differently this time. Because live generously, life will treat you royally. That's crown's motto. Who has, for the first, I think, 31 games of the season, lived up to that motto, live generously, life will treat you royally? So we're doing crown of the season. Crown of, crown the, of the first half, half of the season. season. I got mine. You guys got yours? I got mine. Let me think. How do you... Boom- <laughs> Shut up. Um, my crown has to go to this team's most valuable player. They show up every single night. Mm-hmm. It's rare that you point at them and go, Ugh, what are you trying? Is it going to Carlton? <laughs> he can do a backflip in a bear suit, and I don't think there's many Leafs who can do that. Mm, don't think there's one? Mine goes to Carlton the bear. <laughs> no, mine goes to Freddie Anderson. Wow. Yeah. Freddie and I know on a team the takes are hot. Three players making over ten million dollars. Who at least two of them deserve to, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is a talk I'm sure we'll get into. But Freddie Anderson is that a talk we're going to get into? I don't know. We've or, done that. Who knows? Well, we've done that. Then. We that is like a ubiquitous topic. It's like hey. I'm doing a radio show this yeah. week, and I don't know what to talk about. Let's complain about who's contractually paid what on the Leafs. That's you're- when you're paid uh, money to do a radio show for five hours a day, five times a week, and you're like, whew, what's going to fill uh, 4.30 to- today? What <laughs> 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 Mitch Marner learn from the Kawhi saga? Yeah, why you're right. Back in a bit. Taking like, your, yeah, uh, taking your calls. We're going to open the up the phone lines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, when they open up the phone lines, I'm like, I am leaving. <laughs> I don't want to hear. The, every, I, I stopped listening to sports talk calls when somebody said, remember, I, to, I think I told you guys this. Mm-hmm. I was listening to the fan and and they were talking about whether or not the Leafs were going to get the first overall pick because that year they got the fourth overall pick and it was going to be Marner. Connor McDavid. We oh. got Marner, yeah. but it was going to be Connor McDavid. And the guy's like, they should trade Connor McDavid. And Roger Lajoie was like, What? And God bless Roger because he's the nicest guy in the world. I would have I would have just laid into this guy because it was so stupid. But he thought for some reason that we could somehow voodoo a Peter Forsberg, Eric Lindros trade out of somebody and somehow end up with a player just as good as Connor McDavid in return, which Peter Forsberg turned out to be. And, Uh (laughs) And I was like, you know. I think I'm done with the sports calls. <laughs> I, uh, in the summer, we had a caller, like, in our first segment, and Scott MacArthur just turns to me, and, like, he he hasn't gone to bed, this person. Oh. <laughs> Scott seems like, like a great guy, by the way. Scott is effing fantastic, yes. Because you guys were on the morning show, you were, so you assume it was still his night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's, like, 6.30 in the morning, and this guy's gunned. Yeah. just on the radio. So if I got a radio show, and I go, hey, uh... Hey, line one, we got we got Adam on line one. We're going to him. We're talking right now about if uh, we think there are three players on the Leafs who deserve to make over uh, $10 million. What do you think, Adam? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, guys. Uh, first time, uh, long time. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I know Tavares or whatever. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. I guess he's good. Adam, the mic is um, way too close to your face. Yeah, uh, it needs to be about several kilometers. Yeah, away I'm trying to face. mimic the guy's holding yeah, the yeah. way he's holding his phone too. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah, like listen, Matthews seems like kind of a, a jerk, but yeah, he scores a lot of goals, eh? Um, and it's, not like uh, doggy. it's just a shame. It's a shame that uh, Marner makes less. <laughs> That's what it would get into. It's like it's this. First up, Matthews will never, for some reason, until he hoists the cup, mm -hmm. there will always be people in the city who are like, yeah, Marner's better because he was born here. Yeah. And, oh, which is oh, yeah. Beyond the dumbest thing I've ever heard Guaranteed in my entire life. Guaranteed there are Leaf fans who would have liked to go more a lot more if he didn't score so many darn points. <laughs> what? Every time he scored, he could have been laying a hit. Yeah, true. Get in a fight. There were people back then that called Gilmore soft. What? Because he wasn't Wendell Clark. Ah, and like in today's NHL, he would be nothing short of an axe murderer. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Just like the, the the Doug Gilmore hits compilation on YouTube, he leaves his feet every time. Is it a it's a grass? They all do. They all do. Yeah, they everybody. Like if you watch the Wendell Clark thing, it's like illegal, 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 illegal. <laughs> that would might be a charge. Illegal, illegal. Wow, he really like, knocked that guy out. And with the pads that they used, everyone, oh it was just high flying bones. Yeah, it was crazy. So you were all just bags of bones flying into each other. My crown's got to be a little bit different, and it might not be the most popular crown, but I'm going to give it anyway. Mm. It's a dual crown. Not a Trey Croner, a Dew Croner. Oh, what? Well, um, a two sure. Croner. Yep. Well, my right. crown goes to Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubas. Wow. And I give it to them. Is because... that allowed? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to one of them. Is that allowed? <laughs> is it allowed? <laughs> I don't kidding. know. Is it a hat trick, Jesse? <laughs> uh... <laughs> it's not. It's not a hat trick. It's four. four. Somebody made the best argument that I completely forgot to make. When you get an A plus in school, did you also get a B, a C, a D, and an F? No. You got an A because you surpassed the other levels. <laughs> when you score four goals, you get four goals. But you earned you a B. You did earn a B. And, yeah, but and you passed C. it. You don't say, hey, I got a D because I got an A+. Plus. I got 90%, but I also got 50. So can we call a four goals a Matthews? We just yeah, branded call, a Matthews? Hey, you got a Matthews. Call it a donut. Call it whatever you want, but don't call it a hat trick. A top hat, hat trick. a hat trick is three. It's a top hat trick. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. As long as it's not a hat trick. Or a dick trick. Cool. Don't like Keep... that one as much. Yeah. No, Let's not no. do that one. Yeah. They had no. that for uh, the Joe Thornton, Thomas Hurdle thing. Oh, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. In um, uh, Go I'm going to give it to Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan for having the the guts, the cojones, whatever you want to call it, to say, Quite we're not awesome. going anywhere this season with this head coach and firing the head coach. And that had to be especially tough for Brendan Shanahan, who, you know, went out of his way to hire Mike Babcock. I mean, I would love for there to be a book written on this era of the Leafs starting from when Brendan Shanahan took over, because there are so many conversations that I wish I was privy to. I would love oh. to know. Mike Babcock was as good as a Sabre coach as they, as they could come. And I would love to know how Brendan Shanahan said, will let us do this for you. Because the Pagulas were willing to pay whatever, and Tim Murray was like going at Babcock hard, and they mm -hmm. were that close. So what was it that Shanahan did? And then they brought him in and they had the big background and they gave him a jersey and all those things. And three and a half years later, into an eight-year deal, he's gone. That's, that, that's a tough one to sell the board on. Sure is. It's, well, it's, it was tough to sell him to bring him in. I got to imagine it was harder uh, to get rid of him. Also, Brendan Shanahan has a career in politics ahead of him because he talked about the Johan Franzen story that came out. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, but like, Barely anyone discussed it because it was just so right down the middle boring. 
Like, yeah, well, you know. He didn't bring it up. Yeah. Is what he said. Wish wish he hadn't done that. <laughs> like Obviously, it's regrettable. Yeah. <laughs> like, clearly a guy who learned a thing or two from Lou Lamorello. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, Chris, I wish Dubas had learned anything from Lou Lamorello. That's, He'd bring back Wendell Clark. That's why Chelios doesn't like him. Chelios said he, he doesn't like Shanahan because Shanahan is too political or too good politically yeah. or something like that. I remember that yeah. there was some sort of in view. And you know what? I think that just makes Brennan, Brennan Shanahan a pragmatic leader, which is what you need when you're dealing with Rogers, Bell, and the Tannenbaum family owning this team and trying to fire a head coach who's just been paid $40 million of his $50 million. Yeah, I I, I, I liked Chelios' appearance on Spitting Chicklets as well, but a lot of people rightfully pointed out, like, okay, fair enough and everything, but this is Chris Chelios. I don't know what Chris Chelios has yeah. done that that would make people say about this is Chris Chelios. Well, other than his the book of name the name of his book, which is like Chris Chelios stars and stripes or something like that. Is it? Which is, <laughs> Chris Chelios, America. Uh, yeah, honestly, it is. It's Basically, like... inferring that people attack Gary Bettman like uh, in the wake of the first lockout, and he was part of the Team USA crew that oh. trashed their hotel room. No, it, what no, is it's it called? even better than I said. Chris Chelios, Made in America. Oh, it's oh, literally that. That's, that's the name of the book. It's called Made in America. That's a bad yeah. name. <laughs> Forward by David Goggins. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. This is a not at soft motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not. Um, the guy in Napoleon Dynamite who was wearing the America pants in the karate studio. I don't remember he's that movie teaching, very He's well. teaching him how to... Uh, never mind. No. <laughs> Somebody listening knows oh, what I'm talking that about. great piece of cinema. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite? is trash. Oh, Whoa. God. That's a bad right, take. Now, let, hold on. That take is hot. Oh. We, need to, we need to leave that take. The take needs to be left. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. I need to know... I need to know what it took for Shanahan to get Babcock here. I want to know what it took for Dubas and Shanahan to say, okay, enough. Because, you know, Steve kept saying, are we done here? Are we done here? Are we done here? It is, you, I can't tell you how hard it is to, unless you're in corporate management or you've had some sort of window into it, and I have in radio, mm-hmm. uh, so very small level, right? Um, I got to tell you, it's really, really tricky stuff. And it's very political. Well, you, and so- you guys looked at it so interestingly, like on the show where he got fired, but we didn't know. And just the way yeah. you guys were saying it is like, Steve, it's not that easy. What, do we have to so talk hard. you off a ledge? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I kept childishly going, but they're bad with him. And you were right. <laughs> I know. But so were you. In retrospect, after yeah. I listened back. <laughs> they I, said they were different, is my favorite quote. <laughs> you said you were different, Kyle. I trust it. It's, it's the meme I where the woman you. screaming at the cat. Uh, the cat. <laughs> No, I'm the wrestling guy. It's still real to me, damn it. That's 100% me. I thought James Reimer would be our goalie forever. Um, I the, did. No, I, I think it's. I think what it is is it took a lot of guts to do that because of all the things that go on behind the scenes. and it's, it, it, I, Nothing in Toronto is regular. Mm-mm. Firing a coach isn't regular. Hiring a coach isn't regular. They had the guts to do it, and the team is 8-4 and four since. And that is exactly what you want. This team, if they had gone on just... Playing the same way they had, they would not. We would be at this point saying they're going to miss the playoffs. They're one hundred thousand percent going to miss, and they would have. And so, good on them for for making the change, finding what seems to be at least thus far the right guy. Not an easy decision. Dubis and Shanny get my crown. Jesse, I'm curious to yes. know who will it be. Well, who will it be? I'm looking here, and I have in front of me. 241,000 
reasons why this player deserves the crown. I googled William Nylander trade, <laughs> and that's how many results came up in Google. How many? Two hundred and forty-one thousand. And he's never been traded. And he's never been traded. God bless William Nylander for playing this season after being traded eight hundred thousand times. It's crazy. It's crazy. I want to know how many times he's on cap friendly. <laughs> how? What do you mean? Like uh, just trades, armchair GM. Uh, people I, just sit at home doing the trade more, I wonder if Cap Friendly has, and Cap Friendly, if you're listening, I know sometimes they do. Um, I wonder if they have metrics on the player who's traded most on their site. Mm. I don't know if it's publicly available. You know what? It's uh, not publicly available. Not like at all, but. I'll send him a text. Ask him. Yeah. Because I'd love to know, because I think at that top of the list will, you, will be William Nylander. And by the way, somebody, I think somebody thought that, we, that Cap Friendly was one person. It is. I I don't know how many people it is. It's at least three. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> I got a I got a sneak peek at the new feature they just released, the uh, trade calculator. Oh, it's so good. I heard Cap Friendly was just a puppy, and just a puppy just smashing keys. It's just a puppy going. <laughs> it, it was the blurst of times. You <laughs> 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 stupid puppy! <laughs> I said salary retention. So Jesse, why do you give it to Neilander? It's just. I gotta commend a guy who can sit in the largest media market in hockey and constantly be traded by the media. The media! <laughs> and throughout it all, keep his mouth shut, never address it, keep his head down, and just play the game well. He's having a great season, on pace for his best season in his entire NHL career after last season's very disappointing effort after that debacle. And thank you, Nylander, for bouncing back, having such a great season, making me look great. There you go. There's there your you crown. Go. There's That's your why crown. This is the crown for this season so far and not all of 2019. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> 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 this crown started in September. Yeah, well, no, yep. Oh, well, that's how it, who wore the crown for this episode and this 2019. Brought to you, as always, by our friends at Crown Royal. Next time the puck drops, why not? Why not? Live generously and treat your Leafs crew to a Crown Royal Old Fashioned. You know, that started just because I thought it was funny that you always said, why not? Really? Yeah. Just the way you suggest it. Why not? Why not? Like, why, why not? haven't you? Why What's not? wrong with you? It's crazy. You're, you're, you're moving pretty slow there. Better get to the crowd. Mrs. Dangle told me that yesterday. She's like, because uh, uh, I wanted to watch that Don't Fuck With Cats documentary. Oh, like, the, one, the one about Luke somebody went to your junior high? Yes. Uh, uh, yes, we'll get into that. <laughs> But uh, are we going to get it? Stop saying we're going to get, get into that <laughs> about everything. We're not getting. We're not getting into that. We are getting into Who it. Who said that? You don't know. This is actually the Don't Talk with Cast podcast, and we're going to be talking about that for the next forty-five minutes. We'll get into that. <laughs> anyway, she told me to have a drink, and then I did. That's all I was going to say. There. Do you want to get into that? No, well, okay. There's. I asked Adam a question yesterday, and he never returned my text. What was the text? Sure. What was the text? So, okay, Luca Magnata. The, <laughs> yes, the, the serial killer. Insane serial killer from that movie, uh, Don't Fuck With Cats. Didn't yeah. he go to Centennial? I don't. I see. I'm looking at his and Wikipedia. He, and he's, not, he's say, not a serial killer from the movie. They made the movie about the serial <laughs> killer. <laughs> Did I say the movie? He said the serial killer from the movie. Oh, my bad. The serial killer. <laughs> it's a documentary. From the documentary that is real. Yes. Now, it doesn't say on the Wikipedia page, so I don't know. Because his real name is Eric Clinton Newman. Yeah. And he's, a few, he's older than us, right? So you wouldn't have gone to middle school with him. 
but he did go to that school. So because you went to Centennial, right? Centennial Road. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't say here, but I bet Centennial Road was like, we're going to just go delete that from the Wikipedia page. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I don't maybe. know. I'd have to watch it. But did you see the Etobicoke thing? Oh, Etobicoke. God. So there's Etobicoke. a place in Toronto called Etobicoke, and the guy who's one of the main guys in the in the Luca Magnata film. And best people, because he's helping solve this crime. <laughs> can't and I'm like, pronounce piece of garbage. Etobicoke. He goes, Etobicoke. Etobicoke. <laughs> He didn't, he didn't even try. No, nobody no. even no. him. Like, no. there was probably six or seven guys in the room. Like, hey, maybe somebody want to look up how to spell that, it's pronounce that. Anyway. What are you doing? Um, yeah, no, I've heard that's a fascinating but kind of scary documentary. Saw the first I can one. Imagine. It's messed up. Yeah, it's messed up. But it's fascinating because it's, uh, it's Canadian, right? Mm. Yeah. Or sort of. There's a Canadian connection. Well, yeah. he's the second major serial killer to come out of Scarborough. We also had the... And he idolized the first one. Bernardo? Yeah. Really? Paul Bernardo, I, yeah. I was watching it and going, oh, he sounds an awful lot like Paul Bernardo, and he, like, idolized him. Do you want to hear wow. a very weird story? Uh, sure. I got one, too. So, Bernardo mm -hmm. was known as, originally, the Scarborough Rapist, and they didn't mm -hmm. know who he was. Mm -hmm. um, and, obviously, he was committing an obvious crime. Yeah. Uh, and this is before he, cause they, they, it's, it happens in stages, right? So this is before he was killing people. And so my dad and mom didn't have a lot of money. They were just starting out. They had me and they wanted to buy a house and they happened to buy a house on a, on a street called Bathgate. And, um, uh, I think it was six months after one of the neighbors said hey and they were they were sort of surprised it was a big house and it was sort of cheap and yeah those are big houses and one of the neighbors when they when they um when they moved in said hey you're aware right and they're like aware of what and apparently he had committed several of the crimes on the street on and, bathgate and that is oh, why no. that is why the house was cheap that's a that's that's or 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 nearby. It was like down the street. No way. Yeah. So it like it brought down property values in the area. It was such a shock. Like it was such a everybody was like watching it, right? And that's... that gave Scarborough some of its worst rep. It was a nice little pocket of Scarborough, but Scarborough has this terrible reputation in Toronto. Here's how close that house was to mine. I once drove to your house with a geography textbook on my roof the whole time, and it was there when I got out. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Right. So yeah, yeah. Wow. That's part of the re that's why my parents were able to afford this house. My dad, so the, they didn't know the description of the guy was, you know, uh, roughly six feet tall, blonde. And there was like this shitty sketch that was up around the neighborhood. And my dad fucking hated it because he was around the same height. Oh, blonde. <laughs> Jesus. And he said he would get funny looks and, and like he would back away from the poster. I think I watched a special on 60 Minutes once about police sketches. I think it was 60 Minutes. I might oh, be I wrong. Know. And they basically talk about how in times of extreme stress, your chances of actually recognizing what the person looked like and remembering it properly are pretty slim. And so a lot of these composite sketches have been used, and especially uh, in the States, you know, going after people of color and that sort of thing, they, they will have these, um, they'll have these composite sketches and they'll get the wrong guy. And, and it's all completely based on a sketch. I, it might've been 48 hours. Maybe it was that oh, one. Yeah. Because when I Google are that, you, some stuff comes up. But yeah. Are you the best at trivia night? No, I'm terrible. Why? Details, I'm you bad know at so much random shit. Oh, I don't know. I just love that stuff. I, I find it so interesting how I find, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, what I find interesting, I find interesting. What I don't, I can't commit to memory at all. Mm -hmm. 
Like, you know what I mean? No, there's some people that can like, you know, the people that are good at school that can take any piece of information and go. Whether it's boring or not, they can just insert into their brain. Just photographic, right? And they just regurgitate. I can't do that. So uh, anyway, uh, I found that fascinating. And uh, anyway, I don't know how we got into this. but So uh, you've seen (laughs) part, you said you watched episode one of the documentary? Yes. Yeah, it's good. It's different. It's different from anything I've ever seen before. Because this guy was really messed up, right? Oh, my dear God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is on uh, Netflix. Okay. So I thought I'd to check it out. Promote it? Shout out X. (laughs) You know, Netflix needs the promotion. (laughs) No, I just saw it because it's the number one thing they were uh, promoting. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and then they, they, uh, they showed a news clip that was very clearly CTV Toronto. Oh, fun. Oh, yeah. What? And so I obviously kept watching. I'm like, oh, shit, this is the. And I've always mm-hmm. sort of wondered what the hell happened. I find it really interesting that in, in Canada when you have um, crimes committed, and this is very different from the States. Like in the different in the States you had like, Na- remember Nancy Grace forever? Oh and she God. would like, she would take entire years of her show and focus on one case. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the ones she had was the, uh, she called her the Tot Mom, but uh, oh, it was... Casey Anthony? Casey Anthony. Oh, she called her the Tot Mom all the time. The yeah. Tot and the Tot yeah. Mom. Yeah, well, the top, she wouldn't call her Casey Anthony, just top mom. And and so they have shows in the States because they're so much bigger dedicated to that sort of thing, right? And you can get away with that and make money off that. That's the only reason they do it. Um, in, in Canada, when you have tragedies or massive crimes, the people that commit them are, on, except for Paul Bernardo, are on the news for a split second and then they're gone. And it's almost like everybody agrees to be like, let's not focus on that person. Um, and And like... Think about something like this, and this is going to be a little bit... How much do you hear about Paul Bernardo now? Very little. Very little, right? Mm-hmm. In the States, how many Unabomber... Um, uh, or, or what's his name? Ted Charlie, Bundy, Charlie Manson, Charlie Manson documentaries. Yeah. They're out every year. Charlie Manson, I freaking. You know I, what I mean? I called him the South Park character, Charles Manson. Charlie Manson, yeah, Charles Manson. Same thing. It's crazy. It's the, there's a different, a whole different focus. It seems a bit weird. Reminds me of. Uh, Reminds me of a joke from an American comedian. I heard it just for laughs. You know, you know what I love about Canada? You guys report all your murders. <laughs> that's actually true. <laughs> I was like, huh? Okay, yeah, dark. that is true. Yeah. That is even true. Um, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that came out this year. That's about Charles Manson. Yes, adjacent. Oh, you know? Another another it. perspective on that. Right. Like it. It just. It, He's in uh, like Mindhunter. Mindhunter is just a show about serial killers in America. By the way, what's like, the Mindhunter season two was sort of a letdown. And uh, they had like three interviews. So it was like, okay. <laughs> the whole premise of the show is they interview serial killers. So they did an entire season of the show. Charlie Manson did. Charles Manson didn't kill anyone. He ordered people to kill people, but he never killed anyone. Oh, did he? I no, know. it was his followers that did. So they interview him, and then they interview some other guy. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen season two. I've it's, only seen season one. It's such a. Yeah. You're like, oh, I saw come the, on. The Zac Efron one. Who's he? Ted Bundy. Oh, it's yeah. Ted Bundy. There you go. Another one. Yeah, yeah. they did a that whole a movie show. featuring Zac Efron yeah, and Ted Bundy. Movie. And I read the criticism of it before I'm watching, and I'm just like, uh, did no one watch it all the way through before making that? <laughs> so what was the what was uh, what was well that they made him into like a dreamboat? Mm-hmm. But that's what he was back that, then. Yes, the whole point was to it illustrate. Was... Yes, here's how this guy portrayed himself, yeah. and in the end, as you very clearly find out by the end of the documentary, he is. His, Psychopath. A monster, yeah. 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 
was, I thought it was very good. It, it was, I, was that I saw the yeah. documentary with his tapes on it. Yeah. And what was so interesting was the the judge being like, "Sorry, I have to convict you of murder, but you seem like a great guy." Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, judge was always like, "Ah, oh, he seems like a chill dude." Yeah. Hey, <laughs> listen, if you hadn't committed all this murder, it seems like you would have been really great. We could have played <laughs> golf, you know. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Can we get a couple beers before he goes? To yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. We're bros. No time. Listen, man. Zach or Ted yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Jail for life, but we're still bros. Yeah. Like, it was so messed up. Don't man. delete me off Facebook. Yeah. 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 See, if you ever get out, just like hit, hit me up, you know? <laughs> so it is a good movie. It's worth watching? Yes. Man. Okay. You should check that out. I th- if you like that shit. You got, you oh, got yeah. two weeks. You got plenty of time. Got lots of time. I'm so Down excited. In Florida. Um, Jake Gardner turned down the Montreal. <laughs> Canadians. Oh, I figured we should talk a little transition hockey. in the history of the show. Whatever. Just go for uh, it. Jake Gardner. Turn down the Montreal Canadiens. $5 million a year he was offered on July 3rd. Apparently almost as long as his uh, uh, his contract with the ha- or sorry, the Hurricanes. Hurricanes. So he he turned down something like $4 million because he signed for $4 million a year with Carolina. That works out to 16 He would have mm. had twenty with Montreal. But he didn't want to do it because he was exhausted because... Newsflash, Leaf fans are exhausting and he didn't want to play in another major hockey yeah. market. Well, every time he made a giveaway, it wrote off his Instagram for six months. Like, yeah, do you blame him? Who could possibly blame him? The fact that he even entertained the idea of staying here is a miracle. The fact that he still has positive things to say about being here is a miracle. That's a miracle. I wonder what he says in private. <laughs> his dad yeah. even told James Myrtle, and this is what this whole article is from, uh, t- told James Myrtle... Uh, yeah, like that was when he got booed at home. It was like the lowest point of his life. Yeah, which I mean, some of you will say, "Well, pretty good life." That's true, but he didn't have to have that happen to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I loved that he, the team looked like complete shit without him. Complete mm-hmm. shit. Yep. And it just still never sunk in. What's your thoughts on fans and stadiums booing? I like, you, do you I, have the in right? General? Do you have the right to boo hell your own yes. team? Do you have the right to boo the other team? You have the right to do whatever the hell you want. Except but... for threatening other people. Yes. yes. And racism. Right. <laughs> but. <laughs> yes. Okay, and a list of about half a dozen other things. Yeah, but you but know what I'm saying. For the most part, like, booing, no, booing's fine, but, like, people are allowed to turn around and chirp you for being an idiot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is it, it's fair that people chirp Jay Gardner? If he makes a mistake in game six. Not fair, just allowed. I think the reasons why they chirped Jake Gardner weren't necessarily fair all the time. Um, Did Jake Gardner have a big case of the holy shits when he had the puck and gave it away on a spectacular level? Absolutely. Fans were not wrong about that. I can't even get too mad at him for how he played this past game seven, which was his third as a Leaf. (laughs) He Um, shouldn't have been playing. He shouldn't have been playing. He didn't no, have a back. He didn't have a back. Yeah. And had he straight up shouldn't have been put in the article. No, he he was down to thirty percent of his strength in his right leg. Like what the he couldn't f- he couldn't even push. Yeah, I believe that. Like, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, you fucked up your back before yeah. you came in today. Uh, yeah. How's and walking? The, I was about to say I'd like to stand because sitting is agony. Yeah, you uh, do whatever you want. I'd like man. to stand until show, standing yeah, is agony. Thing. They're saying <laughs> that's what's um, plaguing uh, PK Subban right now. Um, Friedman and Merrick uh, dissected a little bit on the latest 31 Thoughts podcast. Lift it up. Yeah, just lift up the Yeah, there you go. There There we go. They dissected a little bit, and they're saying that somebody is going to have to convince him uh, to skate a different way because his back isn't the same. 
and Whoa. they can uh, somebody sent Friedman a clip and being like, hey, he's noticeably not skating the same way because his back isn't good. He's got to so, work out differently. He, so they're saying a lot of it. Might, they're just speculating, but it might have to do with how much he loves powerlifting. Oh, because that's yeah, one of his big training regimens, and that's what he does all his time. Got to stop. So he they're saying it's not good for he you. He cuts no. that out, and then now he just like his skating can't be the same. Right. So. If that, he, but that's why he struggled so mightily this that's season. That's what fucked up Tiger Woods. Yeah, is he had like that military. He was like, training like an MMA fighter for golf. No, a yeah. Navy SEAL. Navy SEAL. Navy, that's ridiculous. He went to the Navy SEALs and he trained with them. He's already, <laughs> he was already, the most jacked golfer by miles and miles in the history of golf. He's playing against like. <laughs> Who's Buddy who always wears the Captain America pants? John Daly? John Daly. He's playing against John Daly. He's got Daly. a fucking <laughs> cigarette and a beer. Who's yeah. drunk? <laughs> yeah, having a burger in the fucking cart. Yeah, with lime green shoes. <laughs> and Tiger Woods is like, I need to train like I'm going to invade a country. Yeah. Like, that book that, on Tiger Woods is fascinating if you've ever read it. I have and no, I should it's, read that. It's a good, get the audiobook. The The thing about it is that um, it can be tough because these guys get to a certain point, because you can do that in your early 20s. Mm -hmm. You can do, if, especially if you're an athlete, like CrossFit is not healthy to a person that's never worked out before. But if you have the form right, yeah, it'll work great for you, if you have the form right. Yeah. And like 1% of the population has perfect form. And the, mo <laughs> some of those people are athletes. Athletes can do CrossFit, but there's mm -hmm. a lot. There's a reason why a lot of people get injured doing it. Um, and they're, yeah, they're like, hey, you never did a deadlift before? Great, you're gonna do max a hundred times today. Yeah. And, and you're gonna and deadlift this tire. Right, <laughs> but if you say that to PK Subban, you're like, well, uh, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Because he can do that, and he's got the he's got the mobility, he's got the posture, he's got the core strength, he's got the ability yeah. to do that sort of he thing. He obviously doesn't. But he doesn't no, anymore. Well, the, the, anymore. And like that's, it's, it sounds like it's an age thing, yeah. right? Well, that, that's the problem. Though, or just a like, doing it too much thing. This is, uh, remember a while back, I, I said something along the lines of, you know, I was talking to, well, not talking to, I was a fly on the wall for Brian Burke talking behind the scenes, and he had all these really, really insightful things to say. I was like, oh my goodness, what, you know, what's he about to go on air and say? And I'm watching the TV from the room that he had just left, and he's like, yeah, I think this should trade Nylander, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I just couldn't believe it based on all the things he was saying. But uh, one of the things he was talking about, and it wasn't about Subban, it was about someone else. This was last year. Um, once you hit a certain age, it's all got to be like calisthenics and hmm. body weight stretching. Stuff. Listen to me talking about this as I can't even yoga. sit down in a chair. Like it's, right it's now. about mobility, especially like even in your own life. Mm. If you can do yoga once a week and just stretch, and this is somebody coming from somebody who needs to do it has almost zero mobility. The thing that that holds old people up is the fact that they can't move anymore. They're, and once you lose your mobility, your health is gone. The greatest predictor of. Uh of any cause mortality is leg strength. Really? Because once once that goes in your old age amongst amongst the elderly, because once that goes in your old age, you're just not you're you're immobile. So they say they say that most after that your all cause mortality rate skyrockets. Wow, it's a good thing you I lose your life leg day all the time, yeah, yeah. bro. So don't say. lose your mobility, yeah. people. It's okay. not about, but yeah, yeah but like, so <laughs> for PK, I'll <laughs> get her going. Then. This is a that dark episode. <laughs> when he was winning the Norris Trophy in Montreal, yeah. but he's gonna have to change his workout regimen. He's gonna have to change the way he skates. He's gonna have to change the way he rehab because you just Damn. cannot do that forever. You just can't, and it's hard for athletes because they've been able to do whatever they physically want to their entire lives. Right, and, all, and, and, and then you, all of a sudden they can't. And like, how do you even change your style of play? Oh, how I do see. you how do you inform your brain that 
I can't one, do that thing I did last year. One yeah. example they used was John Tavares. They say he made the adjustment because he was get, going down that that road where his uh, his back was giving me issues, and he relearned how to skate. Wow. Yeah. And Barb Underhill, <coughs> Leafs. Barb Underhill would be an awfully good teacher, I would think. Oh, Dude, we gotta we gotta give her so much credit. Because mm-hmm. What do we say about every freaking Marley who comes up? They're skating. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, Pierre Engvall couldn't skate this fast. Trevor Moore couldn't skate this fast. And they were just talking about another guy, Adam Brooks. When he started with the Leafs, he wasn't a great skater. Now he's freaking dynamite. Development. Yeah. Well, right? and, and You draft she, potential. What are the two teams she works for? Uh, the Leafs for sure. And? I want to say Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Good skaters. Oh, yeah. I, she I know she has a lot of Tampa clients. She doesn't oh, okay. want to work for just one team because she can make more. And if you're the Leafs, you'd be like, right. "Oh, we'll pay you whatever you want." Yeah. Right. Just I keep working with our guys. She's mostly Toronto based now. Yeah. Or no, she's always Toronto based. It's just uh, her clients come and see her. Yeah. I saw her working with a couple Lightning prospects a, a few years ago. I, I was there for a different shoot. I, I don't remember who they were, but like she made it look like they were me. Like, they had never been on skates before. She was showing them how to go backwards and do these. It's hilarious. That's cool. You know what would be cool? That's such a secret weapon to have. And just destroying these guys. It would be kind of fun. I don't know if they could ever do it. That's another thing. She didn't win medals in hockey skates. No. Right? So she taught herself, and she's still better. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, It would be cool one day if we could. And I don't think she... I I mean, who's who's going to have time? But it'd be so great to have her teach us how to skate and do a video about it, like, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. just like one months. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like one, like an hour on the ice with her it would be awesome. With PK, one of the most interesting case studies I've ever heard of in sports is a guy named Andy Pettit. Andy mm-hmm. Pettit was a pitcher for the Yankees and the Astros, and probably some other teams in between. But Andy Pettit pitched for twenty six years, and he was That's not. So dumb. He didn't just pitch for twenty six years. He was like an ace for twenty six uh-huh. years. I think. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna look at Baseball DB. Which, by the way, Baseball DB is hilarious because, or Baseball Reference, because it'll show you a bunch of stats you've never heard of before you get to, like, wins and losses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he went from 1995 to 2013. So I'm wrong. Well, wins and However, losses for a pitcher tells you nothing. Dick Hall. Yeah. However, um, he was, yeah, that's right. He was playing, he was... He did New York and then a couple years in Houston and then New York again. And right up until, and he was 46 years old when he retired <laughs> or something like that. No, oh 40 God. years old or something. It was ridiculous. Anyway, what he did, doesn't matter what, what his age was or what his stats were. What he was able to do, he comes into the league and he's a fireball pitcher. Guy has like a 100 mile an hour fastball. He's got a cut fastball that's ridiculously fast or whatever he's got. But there's a shelf life. There's a shelf mm-hmm. life. And that's about five seasons. You look at what's happening in Steven Strasburg. He's been able to switch, but he came in with, like, this fucking cannon. Andy Pettit went from that to this cerebral assassin guy who was able to get you. He would he would nibble on the corners of the plate. He'd give you, like, a, uh, uh, he'd give you, like, some, like, a slow fastball and then a change-up, 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 and then a curve. And, like, he was really good at pitching slow, which sort of goes against yeah. what you think pitching should be. His main pitch was a cutter that would be, it was like 84, 84 miles an hour. And it was devastating. 85, but it just nobody could, nobody could hit it because he was just so good at finesse. You know, he just mix up speeds. Has been great. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. it's a great sport. It is. It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, especially if you like numbers. Like, how do you become better by slowing down? 
Yeah. And that's there's not that's a lot of stories where you can say you that. speed up and then you slow down and yeah. you speed up and you slow down. You know what changed Austin Matthews' career is he shoots at half the speed. <laughs> nope. Nope. Oh, that's a change-up shot. <laughs> ah, yes. Which I'm sure he'll develop. A, a cut and slap shot. And we'll talk shot. about why it should be illegal. <laughs> well, everything should be illegal. Yeah. Uh, no, I I I, uh, I think that he, Andy Pettit's a great example, and I believe he changed up his workout regimen too to to pitch differently. And so with PK, I I would imagine that his results this year, he's such a driven guy that I think he's going to take a – he's probably already got a plan in place. Oh, he's not yeah. stupid. No, he's a pretty smart right. guy. So if the evidence is in front of him, I trust him to I- identify it. And I think he'll take it personally. Like he'll look at the numbers and he'll look at his peers and be upset at it, I hope, mm-hmm. and change his ways and get yeah. back to the level if, he's at. If you're a team like the Leafs, like Tyler Ennis showed up early – uh, a year and a half ago to rehab his back over the course of the summer. The Leafs have an incredible medical staff, which they used to have a terrible medical staff. Um, if you have Barb Underhill and the Leafs medical staff, like if you're the Leafs, do you not feel like with PK, it's like, hey, if we can get him for half. You gotta, do you not try? You gotta, it takes two to tango, man. Tyler uh, Ennis was a, if I can he's bust a free this agent. out, a, a student of the game. You know, like if hmm. if I can bust that out, he he was on board with it. But if the when, Leafs go, here's what you got to do, and he's on Instagram fucking throwing six plates on there, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not gonna work. If he's like, watch out, much I can squat. Yeah, yeah. No, you got to be on there like Connor Carrick with that weird rubber band that goes across your ribs. I don't even know what it does, and mm. friggin' doing all his calisthenics. Although that guy is slowly becoming Super Dave as well. He's freaking huge. Yeah. Well, no, he's freaking huge, but like he almost uh, he got his face busted open by a puck. Yeah. He almost got his finger like slashed off. <laughs> like it's uh, it's injury, a fun sport. Injuries, yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. Hockey, <laughs> super cool. Even the refs are uh, in danger. You see Ovechkin drill a guy the other day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you get hit by Ovechkin and not expecting it? By the way, since I called out Carey Price for not being good this year, oh, he's yeah. been like, he's, he's been, been like five, one, and one. Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it always happens. It's just, back problems seems all very prevalent in the NHL. I guess it's yeah. just the nature of the game. You know? Well, Half of it's it using your back. Sense. And, and when you play <laughs> hockey, like, one of the issues I have from playing hockey growing up is you have overdeveloped calves and, and uh, legs. Yeah. My, my ass is butt. thick. Damn, um, and, my, it's, and it's funny because my mom and dad do not have round butts. I have a round butt. Um, and it's a hockey butt. <laughs> and, I'm not lying. And uh, like, I, don't, like, my, my, I look at my mom and dad, I'm like, whose ass is mine? Where did they come from? And Well... Sometimes what? you say things and they sound a certain way in your head. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I check out my mom's ass. Yeah, what I'm that's what you said. Well, you know, you look at your, you're looking uh, at your body. You're like, I do not look anything like that uh, or like that. Keep digging. It's good. It's but not anyway, deep enough. It took me a while to realize how weird that sounded. <laughs> Just keep digging out. No, no, make sure you lose your. Use your legs and your ass. You'll, you'll hit the ocean if you go deep enough. Just keep going. No, but I think the <laughs> point I'm trying to make here is that what happened is that my <laughs> hips are, they go really good this way, but my side to side sucks because I spent my whole childhood pushing backwards and skating uh. forwards, right? And skating backwards. So um, when it comes to any sort of mobility, I'm terrible. I've, it's all it's all. Tight. Mm. You you change to the shape of the sport you play. Yeah. You know, you know what I always notice? Get hockey players, they love their uh, their sandals. You ever actually look at the foot? Ah! 
Yeah. Is it, is it oh mangled? They're, they're all world of hurt <laughs> basketball players too. Shaq's foot. Yeah. Uh, that one is. I haven't seen Shaq's foot. Shaq. Oh, don't look at Shaq. Yeah. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look at <laughs> Google it. Now I gotta know. <gasps> but yeah, hockey players good. they tend to have a little, little mangled little feet. <sighs> I imagine soccer. Whoa, is pretty why? Bad. Why is his toes that way? What happened to his toe? I don't know. Shaq things like he played basketball and walked on a 350 pound body his whole life. Yo, LeBron's feet are weird too. That yeah. their toes are always yes. in. Oh, yeah. I forgot about LeBron's foot. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to put it up on the meme. screen, people. You can Google that <laughs> There's yourself. There's a meme that's just Shaq's foot disagrees and it's his gross foot. <laughs> it's going the other way. <laughs> There, there's something non-human about playing a sport that competitively every single day from age nine to thirty-five. Man, I've had the. F- it's crazy. I've had the good fortune of uh, I got to interview Johnny Bauer before he passed, mm-hmm. and I got to talk to Bobby Bond, who is extremely old too, and they're both of them extremely witty. It, their minds are entirely there, but you just see the horrors that being an athlete mm-hmm. inflicted on their bodies. Bobby Bond played two games with a broken leg uh, at the highest possible level. Johnny Bauer, like, he couldn't... He had these enormous paws and just, like, couldn't bend them. He... Oh, yeah, I got to ask him two questions. Mm-hmm. He told he told me... He's like, no, I, I can only do two because I had dental surgery. The uh, thing was, like, the day before a couple days ago. He gives me his first answer, and at the very end of it, whoop! Spits out his teeth and he caught him <laughs> because they were falling out and he caught him and then he jammed him back into his mouth and looks at me. He goes, "All right, what's next?" Wow. <laughs> yeah, I I think a lot of people think that being an athlete's healthy for you. It's not. No, it's it, and it, Bobby no. Bond's got this waddle back and forth because I don't know. He was well, being an athlete, I don't know. He broke his leg and then scored a cup winning goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> being yeah. an athlete at a normal level is good. Yes, it's the best thing you can do. Being yeah. it's you're being healthy, but being an athlete at the 0.0001% of people on Earth yeah. probably isn't the best idea. Like, Once you retire and have to just live a normal life and be, your body's like, I don't know what this is. Be Justin Bourne. Do it for like five years and then chill. Yeah. <laughs> and just write well, and talk on the radio. Did you guys see the Ronaldo clip this week where he's like diving through the air and he he's like, he's probably two or three foot feet yeah. above the other he's defender. Flying. And, and it's off his head and in the net. Did you see it? No, but oh, I believe it's crazy. It. Steve, it's the most insane clip, but the thing I looked at was not him heading the ball into the net. It's how he landed. And he lands on one knee and this is a 35-year-old, right? This is not a young man. It's crazy how and he's old he is. So good, but he's yeah. like he doesn't drink, he doesn't eat sugar, like he he's, looks basically the same. Yeah, he he's like insane like Johnny uh like uh, Tom Tom Brady's insane. No, right. Like you know, they're, no they're strawberries. Just, yeah, like no mushrooms, no, nothing that's a nightshade. I didn't even know what a nightshade was until Tom Brady told it's, me. Uh, it's an attack you can use with Gengar and Pokemon. <laughs> there you go, right? And also gas. Or it's when I you're think. talking shit about somebody at night. It's and nightshade. Haunted. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's some nightshade. <laughs> but you have it up there, Jesse. Uh, I'm just pulling it up for Steve. You got to see this, Steve, before I can really. But I want you to watch in this clip how he lands. Because okay. that is the most interesting part. Oh, yeah. Jesse's looking for it right now. Okay, here's 35-year-old wearing those weird long sleeve soccer uniforms. Okay, douche. first of all, how did he get that high? Look Second how- of all, 
Oh my How does God. he do that? He lands, He he's like a couple feet in the air and then he just lands on his left leg and it absorbs all of the power of his body and he lands perfectly. Ironically, you know what I was watching? It's insane. Who's, who's buddy on <laughs> the Boston Celtics who broke his leg? Uh, Hayward? Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Hayward. Gordon yeah. Hayward. That's what I was watching earlier today. How didn't that happen to Ronaldo? Right. He's jumping. And, and he's on an angle. Look lands at, on his knee. And look and at how cleats. high he is. And he look is... at the leg muscles. Yeah. He looks like big, two big chicken wings. Here. That's what he's walking on. He's like an antelope. It's coming up again. Two big chicken wings. That's what he looks like. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me see this. I, I don't even know how to. Like, he's, he is landing diagonally all his force is taking him to the side but he lands with a flat foot on his instep how did he play the rest of the game see what i mean that's he's the fine he's, no, celebrated. he's fine and he, and that's the thing he's 30 so he's 34 he's born in february so he'll be 35 soon and he's still able to do that and when you look at how high he's jumping like i think mm. it's a bit like you're like oh yeah of course he can jump okay the, the defender's jumping and ronaldo's Waste is at the defender's eye. Look at that. That's how high up he is. <laughs> He's oh easily God. four or five feet off the ground. There. It's absurd. He. <laughs> it reminds me of an old. Uh, listening to Joe Rogan talk about MMA is still fun. Um, he's like, you know, all men are created equal. Nope, they're not. You they're don't not. don't uh, try yeah, to be no. uh, Anderson Silva. <laughs> Nothing you can do in your life. There's no training that will make you Anderson Silva. That's why I love the Charlemagne book. Fuck your yeah. dreams. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can be Cowboy Cerrone. You can, Maybe. You can be Cowboy Cerrone. Maybe. Maybe if you work your absolute hardest possible. But uh, no. Anderson Silva is the best ever because he worked really hard. And, and like, he was naturally kicks gifted. like a nightmare. See, this is the difference. People always say, like, how come NHL teams... Can't get the first round picks right, right? There's a lot of first round picks. Remember we were talking about the 2004 draft last episode? Mm-hmm. How bad how many, it was. Yeah, how many misses there were <laughs> after Ovechkin and Malkin. Yeah. And what's interesting about it is you you touched on it there, and, and, and that's obviously a Rogan thing. They have the ability, but a lot of these players and a lot of athletes in general have been so good their whole lives they don't know how to work hard, quote unquote, right? They don't. They don't know, and and you'll hear this a lot in like NHL players being lazy. And you're like, what are you talking? How is that possible? Remember what they said about like Jake DeBrusque and the other guys in Boston when they first came to camp, out of shape. Out of shape. Yep. All all three of those first round picks because because if I um, there is a there is an extra gear. Mm-hmm. It's you are the point one percent of people that can physically handle this, right? You know, you're you're the Eric Carlson who can somehow heal your uh, what was his uh, it was his Achilles his heel Achilles. Yeah. in in six months when it takes the average person eighteen months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and somehow, some way, there are guys who get there and they have the talent. But then there's the guys that get there, they have the talent and they have the mental stamina to push yeah. themselves. And that is something. That's that, the other thing. That's the next. That's the screwy thing. Mm-hmm. That's the unbalanced thing. It's the thing like Sid Crosby. Ta- I wonder what it's like to talk to Sidney Crosby about not hockey. <laughs> I don't think it happens. Like, how long could you have a conversation with him where it didn't go back to hockey? I I don't know. All the rumors I've ever heard about him is that's just what he does. He's he's like the stereotype of Kurt Angle. He just it's wrestling and drinking milk. <laughs> with Crosby, it's I guess making Dempster's bread sandwiches. And playing hockey. That's, That's what he does. Yeah. That is what he does. That's what he does. And not, man, you can work 
so very hard, but you could work your absolute hardest your entire life, and you probably won't be able to pull off what Sidney Crosby can. Mm-hmm. And you could have started not playing. Maybe the greatest message to give kids, but no, you could have you know? played, started playing hockey at two, and there's still no chance. There's no chance. And that's not that's not a bad thing. It just means you weren't meant for that. There's yeah. late bloomers too. Um, yeah. Pavel, uh, Pavel Francouz, which is the fourth pronuncio- uh, pronunciation of his name. Yeah, because we said Francouz for Francouz, like a week now. And I said Francouz before that. Apparently it's Francouz. Uh, <laughs> the backup goalie in Colorado. Uh, he's 29, I'm pretty sure. And you go and look at his entire career and you're like, why didn't we know he was good? 10 and 1, 9.30 something. Something it's stupid crazy. like that. But you go and, oh, he was good in the KHL. Yeah. Oh, he was good in the Czech League. Oh, he's... And all of a sudden, he's been amazing for half a decade, and I'm wondering how long it, or why it took this long for him to get here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wild. Just a while. Anyway, the the human body is a fascinating Yeah, fascinating we went a lot of places with yeah. Jake Gardner and Broken did. Back. Okay. I know that like, goalies <laughs> today are just, they're shaped different. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, I made a goalie. Yeah. Like the doctor hands the baby to the mom and goes, congratulations, it's a goalie. Like, because they're just... Lottery. Like, yeah, you right? can't train to have longer limbs. Yeah, you can't train to be 6'4 either. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And goalies today, they're just so good at angles. Like it's oh, just it's, un- it's unfair that they can they can just be like, "Okay, this guy's at this position. If I just stand here and I do this, I don't have to really do anything. The puck is just mathematically going to hit me in this little window. That's Carey Price. It's genius. That's isn't Frederick Anderson. That's, too. Yeah. It's isn't definitely it, Carey Price. Isn't it sort of funny that it took the NHL this long to figure out, just get some pretty big guys and angle it off? <laughs> yeah. Like, the fact that 5'9 like Darren Pang ever played in the NHL is just shocking. Yeah. Look at the size of Greg Johnny Millen. Bauer. Greg Millen. Greg Millen. Yep. Not that, not, I don't want to take anything away from those guys. I don't at all. But if you are... If you were scouting back then, all they wanted was these big bruising guys mm-hmm. on forward and defense, but these pipsqueaks in net? I feel bad for Jonathan Bernier, who was just drafted, like, I don't know, five, six years too late. Yeah. Like, everyone yeah. thought he was going to be this elite goalie because look at the things he can do. Yeah. He's elite. Most goalies can't do the things he can do, but he's 5'11", I guess 11, which back is just then, the past. I guess it was more, you got to have find a guy who's athletic. Right. And, and and can like move and is quick. But in, they never thought, hey, what about just a guy who's big and can block But they're block drafting everything? all these knuckle draggers in the 80s and 90s. But like, <laughs> right. oh, we got to protect our goalie. How about the right. goalie's just big? Strap one of those guys. guys. Put them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he's, speaking of quick, this guy's a freaking unicorn. But I, I went back and watched the uh, the triple save that Quick made. I want, it was either against Nashville or Boston in overtime. The one that just happened? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. No one plays goalie like that. Mm. But he's so fun to watch, like, when he's on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when he's on, like, the 2012 Cup run was so fun to watch. And don't look now, but the Kings and Quick are actually playing much better. Yeah, they won a bunch in a row, right? Yeah. Well, and it's funny because a few weeks ago uh, there was, like, some analytics discussion, and I saw a bunch of people go, well, the Kings analytics suck, and look at them. Or no, no, sorry, the Kings analytics are great, but look at them, they suck. And here they are, chugga, 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 they're, chugga. They're coming back. They're four, four, and two in their last ten. Let's not chugga, it's chugga. Better than a last place. Team. Let's not. Let's better not. Than ha- place. Chugga, let's not, chugga, baby. Let's not chugga, chugga that train too hard. No, and I think <laughs> they weren't using the red I think a big reason for why their possession was good is they're always losing. Right. <laughs> they're always playing from down. Yeah, they're second last in the entire Western Conference. Second. Woo! Who's last? Uh, the Anaheim Ducks. 
Ew, really? But they, and the Anaheim Ducks also have two games in hand on the Kings. Hmm. 32 points for the Ducks, 34 for the Kings, uh, the Blackhawks, and the Sharks. The Rangers are the only team that did crappy last year um, that are, like, actually competitive like I thought they would be. I thought the Rangers would be better. I thought the Devils would be better. Man, Whoops. me too. I thought the Ducks would be better. No, I didn't think that. I didn't no. believe the Ducks. I did. I did. Why did you believe They won't the, be good why? for a little while. John Gibson and who? They have good prospects in Dallas Eakins, their coach now. So. Oh, that's right. He's coaching the NFL. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. yeah, because he did a great job with their farm team. Yeah. It's the story of the Leafs all over again. Is oh, yeah, he did well with the farm team. Let's call him up. Oh, whoops. <laughs> it's not his fault. I don't think no, I, he's not. been saddled with the crappy Oilers and now the crappy Ducks. They're yeah. a poorly constructed team that has terrible salary cap implications. <sighs> There's something there. There's something there with them. I think they might be another one of those teams that once everyone's ready, they make a real run. But... Also, also low key on the back on the Jake Gardner thing, he hasn't had a great year. No, he's yeah. been absolutely terrible. Remember how we said yes? Remember we said last episode? It's like, it's like uh, well, he's had eight points in thirty-five games, which is odd for him. Which tells me the back might still be bugging him, although he says he's healthy. Well, it tells me he's not able to do the things that he needs to be able to do. Right. And there were no stretches during Jake Gardner's even struggles with the Leafs where he had eight points in thirty-five games. No, he always had more. He's a and, half a point a game player. And what's interesting is that um, you don't hear about it. Because <laughs> they, the, win. they win, and their defense is really strong. Yeah. But it was really smart of him not to sign somewhere and put all that pressure on himself. Because mm-hmm. imagine, imagine he signed again with the Leafs. Somehow they fit him under the cap. And he's playing like that. Or oh even Montreal, oh. like he said. Oh, my God. That's, that's cr- just as crazy a media market. Well, and he would have had to have been a bigger part of the Montreal yeah. Canadiens. Yeah. Um, which he's just, yeah. he's not at that point in his career right now. I mean... Who knows? If he says he feels good, maybe he'll be a rare example of getting better. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, for right now, he can't do anything. Speaking of Montreal, Steve, who, who, as he barely can stand. Montreal won in uh, overtime last night. You know what's shocking to me is the season Shea Weber's having. Never in my wildest. And good for him. Have the Montreal Canadiens won that trade? At this point, I don't see... I mean, like, again, it for... Two of two of three years since it's happened, you would have given it to the Nashville Predators. I, I stand by everything that I said at the time because it was right. Yeah, and it I think was it, right. if you look at it in three years, when Montreal's still paying Shea Weber and P.K. Subban's paying, like, the contract doesn't exist anymore, I think you're going to still say that that if for, for, for cap alone, uh, Montreal's going to get burned on that cap no matter what. Yeah. They're toast on that cap. So right now it's looking really good. But again, the whole idea was it's not that Shea Weber was bad. Shea Weber's fantastic. It's the it's his contract. And the age, right? But it maybe he's going the Zidano Chara route. Yeah, or Giordano. It's like five or yeah, it's five or six years after you thought they'd be toast, where they finally ah like Chara's still great. Like he has really exposable flaws now, which he never used to, but he's still great. Yeah, he is. So Weber, plays to his strengths. Weber might be great, like all the way till the end of that. Chara is the thing. Andy Pettit of the NHL. He slowed down <laughs> and gotten better. I mean, yeah. Is there a is there a smarter defenseman in the game than Zdeno Chara? Well, like hockey he gets acumen. away with everything, so yes. Hockey acumen. I don't think there's a smarter player. Interesting, like uh, like Lidstrom, but brutal. <laughs> yeah, like Lidstrom had the finesse though. Char has never been fully right. that, although he's no, but he's he was such... smart. Like yeah. to only throw one body check for a whole cup run, 
Like you need to be brilliant. Yeah. Right. And Charas, Charas, he's a different kind of smart. He's what I've always said about the Bruins, where he just knows how to get away with shit. Yeah. And he understands how big he is, and he understands his flaws, and he's got this underrated. People always focus on the uh, power of his shot, but they don't realize that he's got a deadly wrister too. Oh yeah, yeah. sneaky. Game three, uh, twenty eighteen, he scored. Uh, to make it 2-2, Bruins tied it up. And it was just like Freddie gave him this sliver of light to look at, and he just roofed it. He's ridiculous. Um, the World Juniors start here pretty soon. And one thing we never really cover on the show Ooh. is the World Juniors. Yeah. Uh, because we're usually <laughs> off, honestly, and we need mm-hmm. a break. Um, and and maybe this is an un- maybe I'm not the typical hockey fan, um, but I just don't care anymore. And I don't know why. Can you tell me why? I'll, yeah, because I'm there too, and I'm a little world juniored out. Is it is it burnt out? It's see for me it's complicated because I I think this whole country caught the fever when they won five straight. Yeah, um, and they won it in such preposterous fashion: the Eberle five point four goal, mm-hmm. the shootout to win it, um, a really uh, it it wasn't the most even gold medal final, but it was against Sweden, and there was so much heat there, and Jakob Markstrom was the goalie, and he dove the whole gold medal game, and Canada was this bunch of brutes, and uh, Victor Hedman was on that team, too. It, it was so good, so many stories, the first and second overall with Tavares and Hedman. Then the next year, it was another great story to me. Eberle had an even better clutch performance, two goals to tie it in the final two minutes. John Carlson wins it in overtime for the States. It was whatever year it was, might have even been 2011, where Canada didn't even get a medal. And they finished like eighth or something. I want to say there's that picture of Boone Jenner crying because he was on that team. The interest started to die a little bit. And then when it came back in 2015. And didn't sell out? Yeah. It came back in 2015. And I mean, McDavid, Duclair. Domi, uh, they, uh, Nick Patan, yeah, hat trick. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was unreal at that tournament. Yeah, in 2013 and 2014, Canada didn't medal. Yeah, it's brutal. So yeah. Um, but it wasn't the same. It's something wasn't the same, and maybe that's just us. Like our time with the World Juniors has passed, and hmm. like, is it a, is it a young tournament? I don't think so, because because there's. A lot of people that get really excited about it. I think. Do we get more excited about it because the Leafs were complete garbage and <laughs> it was just better to focus on the World Juniors? Well, if that were the case, then I would be more interested this year because they haven't been great. Well, maybe. Maybe they've like, been great recently. Could but... that be it? Like, finally, a team you can actually cheer for? Was that it? Because I couldn't cheer for the 9 10 Leafs. No. Or the 08 09 Leafs, which I think is the team that ended up winning uh, the fifth straight. Because the hockey's fun, right? The it's mistake filled. It's crazy, but I, it's still unpredictable. There's something missing. I don't. I can't put my finger on it. I still like I don't, watching it. Yeah, I'll I put it on. I always watch the gold medal game, no matter who's playing. But it's there's always no, good hockey. Like you don't follow it though. Right. I used to I'm dive not, into it. Right. Like I used to know when they do the pre camps in the summer and yeah. when the rosters are finally announced, and then now they they're heading overseas and all that stuff. But we seem to don't follow it as closely anymore. Do we know that it's overhyped? Then maybe because is it, like is it even overhyped because the hockey's always good. It is. Yeah, but 
I, I think it's it's about the, the future. And you want to say, oh, I watched this guy at the World Juniors. And, oh, Nick Patan, he's going to hat trick every game. And he's going to be friggin' sick. And he's, you know, he's in the NHL, but he's Nick Patan. Right? And there were, there were so many of these guys. You watch. Nigel Dawes. He's going to be in the All-Star game every yeah. year. Yeah, KHL. You know? Justin Pogge. Is that Justin Pogge? That was, oh, God, such a heartbreaker. Yeah. Who could have seen Tuka Rask? At those World Juniors, and thought Pokey was the better one. I just, ah, oh, ah, oh, that drove me insane. I don't think, I honestly don't think the Leafs watched. It's pretty clear from the trade they didn't watch. He Rask beat Sweden on his own, mm-hmm. on his own. It was a Finland versus Sweden game, and I watched it not even knowing Rask was a Leaf prospect. I well, the reason it happened though, that trade happened though, was because John Ferguson Jr. knew he would be an assistant GM in Boston one day, and Tuka Rask would be <laughs> his goalie, and now he is one hundred percent. So, and now Stop they have forty eight points in like three games. Makes me sick. It's crazy. Makes me sick. Yeah, I don't know, I, and I don't, I don't want to diss. I'm not trying to diss it. Like I don't need your angry tweets it's about how good. I'm stupid. Because yeah, we all like know TSN is the better network, and like, that's that's okay. a given. Wow. So. Like, we don't need to overhype anything. Well, I mean, they are the Toronto Sports Network. <laughs> the, the what? Toronto Sports Network. <laughs> Toronto Net. Leafs Net. Um, do you think, is this just me, has TSN dialed back the promotion of it? I think so. I think they have, because they... They, I, they used to, like, follow the guys to their rooms, and, like, it would be like... They way get the, overdid it. Yeah. Do you think they're just not allowed to do that anymore? Uh, yeah, that might be a Hockey Canada thing. Yeah, like it's almost too much for these guys. Well, I do I do know there is one person in the media who a player on Team Canada had to be like, can you get this guy away from me, please? Wow. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it, it a story was, you'll have to tell us after. Was, what, ha- what? Don't say who, but what happened? Oh, uh, <laughs> it was basically just this player on Team Canada just had to finally say to someone, like, enough with this guy. Like, he basically, what? he's... Two buddy buddy acting like he's their pal. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. No, get out of here. Yeah, that can be Leave a problem. Leave me alone. I'm trying to play. That can be a problem. Right. You're, not, you're a reporter. You're, you're not reporter. on the team. You're not <laughs> friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. friends well, with these people. I didn't say people. reporter. I didn't say anything. It could be, you know what? The, the thing about, it's an odd position we're in because I think there are, there are people that have heard stuff uh-huh. and there are people that we're aware have listened to this show mm-hmm. and don't like us. And or people that do, but there are people that very we de- very definitely know don't like us. Uh-huh. And and it's funny because you have you have to cover them, and they don't want to respond to you because they don't want to give like they don't want to. Apparently, from what I've heard, specifically one guy does not like us at all. But what in is the media? Happening? No, it's not in the media. It's a former player hates us. And uh, you know, Steve, you just can't remember because you can't remember. But you, as soon as I say it after the show is done, you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, of course." <laughs> oh, okay. we've talked about this multiple times. But uh, <laughs> there's a few people that it's such a weird thing in the media because you love the sport so much, you watch these guys all the time, you sometimes get the chance to meet them, yeah. and then sometimes you meet them and you go, "What have I said about this person that would probably make them hate me?" Right. It that is definitely a tough thing for me, and like I'm at a point in my career where like I don't want to I'm not trying to be talk friends. to the Leafs no not because not because you wouldn't be friendly mm-hmm. yeah but because it's like it you you're the career that you're in puts you at loggerheads with being friends with somebody yeah. right I'll, you know I'll, I'll just straight up say like one one time while he was still a leaf um, I got a text from Ben Ben Scrivens about something I said. Oh, really? And, and and I was caught between you know I really like Ben and like I consider him a friend and also this can't be happening. 
Wow. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Wow. Like, Zach Hyman's a great guy, and I'll say hi to him whenever I see him, but, like, I don't know. It's got to be arm's length. Yeah, and I know Paul Bizonette, he's just, like, he hates us. Nah, like, does he? Yeah, what? all the time. He, like, gets what? in my face, and he's like, <laughs> you know? I don't know who I am. If he does, he hates him. you. <laughs> yeah, he's I like, it. And I'm like, Biz Nasty, <laughs> you need to chill. Dangle's a good dude. He's like, nah. You need to knock him out with some vodka. <laughs> Listen vodka, to spitting chicklets. Yeah. Uh, the one time I ever spoke to him was, I think I've told the story before, it was for a Nike shoot. And we could only, it was like a five minute interview and we could only use like 10 seconds of it because he spent the entire time chirping my shoes. <laughs> That's, That's so funny. He was funny. chirping my Nike shoes because, I don't know, it was a busy shoot and I like scuffed them. On some days, making fun of That's my amazing. Nike shoes. That's and amazing. We couldn't use it. <laughs> <laughs> you freaking idiot. Do you think he knew? I don't know. Yeah. Do you think he galaxy no, brained it? I think he was trying to be funny. Yeah. And he was, but Nike's like, those are our products. <laughs> you you may not make fun of them. Can yeah. I can I give you an example, by the way, of, of when you met someone and you go, What have I said? Okay. John Scott. Oh my god, yeah, and you surprised yeah, what do we had him, him on, on the, the show? Had him on the show, yeah. Because I had him at BT and he had his book out, right? Yeah. And that's how I got him on the show here. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because <laughs> I don't think he knew that we had talked about him. No, because no, I think American no Mushinsky, thank God, they took all the heat for that. They did. Because uh, it was funny that that whole situation for voting for him for the All Star Game, literally the same day, our bo- both of our episodes come out. Yeah. And we both went to the same place about voting for John Scott Without for the All Star Game. To each other. And yeah. Then, yeah. And it was funny because afterwards people were like, "Hey, did you guys like like?" There was a couple a couple people on Twitter that were like, "Uh." You, you ripped off this? American Rusinski. Yeah, which we didn't. You uh, ripped them off. They had to say it to you. I'll be honest. Their, their episode came out the same day ours did. I didn't have time to listen to it before uh, we did no. our show. No, th- th- this is my story from that day. So we recorded the podcast, and then I went to the CBC studios from the other uh, Sportsnet campus where the protest was. And Merrick comes up from behind me, taps me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, see the John Scott stuff? And I went, yeah. Oh, yeah, you heard? Mm-hmm. He's like, huh? I'm like, you heard our show? Like, it, it just got uploaded. You got it on notifications or something? He's like, no, we did that. And I went, uh-oh. <laughs> and, I went, and I went and looked at the website, and he was fifth already. And I was like, uh-oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he won by, like, a landslide. Well, yeah, they were. I mean, well, it wasn't we, winning. Yeah. It was just the same idea. He, no, no, no. John Scott won. Oh, oh yeah. Won John, I thought you meant yeah, American no, won the, no, 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 no. the war of who yeah. did it first. I did not want to win it. Okay. <laughs> well, and they won. took all the shit from yeah. the NHL, and we didn't. Yeah. So thank God for that. <laughs> they, the league called them, didn't they? Yeah. Called Sportsnet and was like, what the fuck? Mer- guys... There is one legendary Merrick story about that, but it's just not mine to tell. One day no. he'll We got to have him back on. We, yeah. Oh, yeah. He there was is... one of the, That was one of the most fun episodes we've we'll ever done. We'll do ice surfing on the podcast. Whoa. Jeff surfing. Jeff surfing. Jeff's <laughs> the name We have a show. title already. Like he is. <laughs> Jeff's, uh, Jeff's one of the great minds in hockey broadcasting. Yeah. Um, I, what I would love to do with Jeff is some sort of, and because he's got like a, an encyclopedia mind, right? Mm-hmm. He's got one of the most those minds that you like read the page and it's committed to memory, right? Yeah. I would love to do like an NHL fights version of that. Oh yeah. So oh, like, he knows them all. So it'd be like, like, would he know the dates they happened on and why they happened and stuff like that too? Oh my, yes, he. I we had him. I had a podcast a long time ago with Justin Fisher, and uh, we had Merrick on. And I go, "What's the best hockey fight you've ever seen?" He took a second and he goes, "Nasty John Morasty versus Steve Bosse in the Quebec Senior League." <laughs> okay, Jeff. And I looked it up, 
And damn it, if it's not the best hockey fight I've ever seen wow. in my wow. entire life. And my, it's it's insane. Cocaine but, fists. Just the entire just cocaine. time. <laughs> <laughs> was it the 80s? Uh, no, no. It was like, I think the year started with the two. Like, wow, really? They just chucked. Damn. Friggin' shocked. Uh, John Morasti, he is a great guy to look up YouTube videos for. All his fights are a thousand punches per fight. There is one fight I remember from the year I covered the KHL. He played for a team called Vetus, which is basically owned by a gang. Uh, and they only wanted to see fights. And oh, he's yeah. in a fight with this poor Russian guy. And the Russian guy is punching John Scott, uh, John Scott, John Morasti in the head. Morasti looks at someone, sticks out his tongue like a lunatic, and then turns around and one punches the guy who he was allowing to punch him in the head. There's another video of um, John Morasti and Yablonsky, I forget his first name, but Vetus had four of the meanest goons from North America, and they just used all their import slots to have these guys in their team. Because the owners of the team just loved fights. So, and they never wanted to make the playoffs. They never wanted to win, right? Like they, That was the weird thing with that team. They just didn't care. And then, so those guys are at a wedding. And a bunch of these guys, someone pulled out their phone. And a bunch of these guys at the wedding are just drunk off their asses. And they're trying to fight them. And these poor guys are trying to say, no, do you know who I am? Like, MMA, Emmett, like, and oh yeah, that was another thing. In the offseason, they fought MMA. Not trained, fought. Um, like, actual pro Ooh. fights. Yes. So, it MMA, MMA, and they just, the video ends with them knocking out an entire wedding. They just, yeah, they knocked out like a dozen people. Because they wanted to fight. Look it up. John Morasti uh, and Yablonski. <laughs> It's freaking it's on YouTube. That's insane. It's on YouTube. Oh. This wedding fight between these two guys. It's it's like four of them. They're backed against a wall, and they're like, "No, this is going to end very poorly for you. Trust me." I don't even <laughs> want to see this. Yeah, it's, I'm almost like I'm like that's un that's. Well, the guy <laughs> holding the camera is going Mirasti Yablonski. He's the one guy who knows. This sounds and he, terrible. He's like, oh, let me pull out my Russian camera because I know this whole wedding's about to get knocked out. And then they knocked out the whole I wedding. I probably could use that for insurance. Are we gonna are we gonna get to Bachelor by Yeah, us? we are, but let me just tell you one quick thing. All right. Did you see the did you guys see the 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 back and forth between Sean Simpson of TSN and Dan Dra- Darren Drager? No. I saw one. So so here let me just read these tw- the sequence of tweets to you and then we'll get to the things. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wasn't Sean Simpson the guy who like allegedly was sort of in the running for Sens GM? I think so. Uh, and he's also, wasn't he part of the Leafs too at one point? Wasn't he part of Leafs men? I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. so he's he's in Ottawa, I believe, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 12, TSN 1200. Um, he tweeted this yesterday. Duchesne has the cement legs going. Little flashes and tricky plays, but no real pace. Which is a legitimate criticism. You can say that. Darren Dreger retweets him and says, always an easy game from where we sit, Simmer. I mean, oh, so you're just never supposed to critique. Just everything's fine then. All players are trying their best. And you should never criticize anyone for anything. So Sean, Sean Simpson tweets him back and says, not easy at all, Dregs. We are paid to give professional opinions. Do you agree or disagree? I didn't think I'd take this guy's side on a debate. But yep. 
Darren Dreger retweets him and says, Nothing wrong with opinion, but I haven't watched every Preds game this season or every Duchesne shift. Not sure I would ever use, quote, cement legs to describe an NHL player. That's mm. just me. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. What, yes, what is? Yes, it is just you. And, I, I saw, I, it was Platinum Seat Ghost goes, oh God, who's Duchesne's agent? Yeah. <laughs> and then, by the way, it's Brisson. Yeah, uh, it's not, Sean yeah. Simpson then not retweets him and says, I've watched lots and watched him in every game in Ottawa. Can you give me a scouting report on his play? Love to hear what terms you use. Oh, geez. This is awkward. These the, are two TSM guys. Yeah, yeah. This is where it gets weird. Ugh. Right? It goes from, like, it's very odd. And then it goes, and then it gets personal here a little bit. It feels like, anyway. Can you give me a scouting report on his play? Love to hear what terms you use. Oh no! Oh god! Are they quote tweeting each other? Yes, they're, yeah. oh, they're doing this no. publicly. Why? Um, and this is a, over the course of an hour. It starts at eight forty-five. We're now at nine fifty-four. Oh, no. Darren Dreger, not going to spar with you, Simmer. Not that invested. I would rank Duchesne among the many NHL stars. You lean to the negative, but you use your platform as you see fit. I didn't realize, quote, cement legs is still used as a common scouting term. Wow. It, you're telling me <laughs> scouts do not say, I don't like how this player skates. And Sean Simpson retweets him again. Oh, no. And says, in caps, K. Well, in cap. In cap. Okay. <laughs> is that the most not the most awkward back and forth you've ever seen in your entire life? That is so passive aggressive. That is going to be so awkward when they see each other at high school on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it was two guys from the same company going back and forth like that. Like, Yo, take this offline, boys. Yeah, that's bad. I have text each other. You must have each other's numbers. I guess maybe they lost it now. But like, part of me is like, okay, yeah, I, I see. I 100% see Sean Simpson's thing where it's like, hey, man, like, yeah, I was just using a term to describe Duchesne's play. But then he goes so far. Like, it goes at him so hard, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't even think Duchesne would care about that. No. Like, that's that's very run-of-the-mill criticism. Right, for sure. And that's just saying you're having a slow night, and that happens. But then to have... That went there. But right? he went at Dregs pretty hard for it, too. Yeah. What the hell's... What's going on there? Man, it's just like both parties are... It's like... Well, I think he was pretty upset that easy game for us, Simmer. It's like, well, that's what I'm paid to do, man. And then Ian Mendez is just sitting there like, I'm just kind of a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Eugene Melnick banned me from everything. Remember? Didn't he oh, get dude. banned from everything? Because you need Eugene Melnick because you need Eugene Melnick. He wasn't allowed to do... <laughs> anyway. I got a lot of time for you, uh, Ian Mendez. We've got uh, Bachelor Bios... So these are the Bachelorettes, but the show is the Bachelor. This is the version. So it's uh, 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 what are the? It's women, right? The man. Yes. It's the there's the guy, and they're all fighting. Oh, it's for this the guy. guy. Oh. The guy this season, Peter Weber. What's Peter about? I'm gonna read his bio here. I mean, tell me what you think about That's Peter. A boring name. It is. It is a very boring. Name. <laughs> all the Peters listening, are like what? Excuse me, Peter. We I'm no, Pete. no, Peter Weber. You know, you know, it's a really boring name, Pete, as in Blackburn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take your short kings and shove it. <laughs> he. That is my new favorite brand. Is he just cheers for the NHL short players? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's Sam Gerrard and Alex DeBrincat. He's, he's, he's like, good. What? He's very good at what he does. God oh. damn! I, the guy's a genius. I just like sometimes going through Pete's Twitter and just being like, "What did he tweet today?" Yeah. yeah. Oh, every now and then, like if he says something about the Leafs, where I go, "What?" I got to remind myself, it's Pete. 
Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a genius. Best. He's so funny. Oh Airline God. pilot Peter Weber caught the attention of bachelorette Hannah Brown and all of America the first night they met, stepping out of the limo and expressing his desire for a co-pilot in life. Oh, While shoot. Peter seemed sweet at first glance, it became clear this charming man in uniform could bring the heat. The passion between Hannah and Peter was undeniable. After expressing his love to her and spending a memorable night in a windmill together, all of America was left shocked and heartbroken with Hannah's decision to end the relationship. Returning home from Greece, Peter was forced to confront his pain and pick up the pieces of his broken heart. Now, Peter is back to take his search for true love to new heights on the 24th season of ABC's hit romance reality series, The Bachelor, premiering January 2020. That is a great elevator pitch. Wow. Damn. That is a really good elevator wow. ABC can write. See, Hannah Brown chose Jed White as her fiancé, <laughs> although they broke up after filming. Uh, oh, really? After it emerged through People magazine that Wyatt had been in a relationship with another woman prior to and during his stint on The Bachelorette. Brown later asked runner-up Tyler Cameron out on a date. <laughs> Hannah, I think it's about time you just move on. <laughs> how are you going to cheat on national television? Yo, I, I don't know how people think they can get away with That's that. That's a wild story. That Every is, year someone thinks they can... You know what I notice about a contestant on The Bachelor? The audacity. Um, it's crazy how they're like, hey, I'm going to go on national television, and, you know, my girlfriend back home is not going to realize that I'm on TV. <laughs> like, yeah, what? honey, I'm just I'm going on a business trip for uh, two months. Uh, six to eight months. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back. I'll be um, back. I, by the way, I looked up Jed White on uh, on Google, and he, he looks like how a Toby Keith song sounds. His name is Jed. Does so. he look like ripped jeans and a cold beer? Yes. <laughs> ripped jeans totally. and a cold beer totally. on a Saturday night. <laughs> is, that, uh, is, that, is that a Toby Back of my pickup truck <laughs> in my cowboy boots. It's a ripped jean and cold beer kind of night. Yeah, there okay. you go. there's a top ten list of <laughs> First things. First of all, really good. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. It's literally like, like country music is either rock from the 70s or 90s pop with <laughs> ten different things in it that make it country. Uh, cold beer, my girl... Uh, boots, truck. truck, yeah, maybe your dog. Probably jeans. Bar. Jeans is, is, jeans is jeans. Yeah. a very popular country topic, especially yeah. Wrangler. <laughs> <laughs> Throw they some go, jeans. They go deep, man. They go deep. <laughs> they got to be Wrangler though. They got to be uh, Wrangler jeans. I think I think yeah. there's a Toby Keith song called "I Like This Bar," and I actually really like that song. <laughs> no, self-aware, self-aware country <laughs> is listenable. Yeah, like he's got another song called "Red Solo Cup," also great. Yeah. You ever listen to a country song and go, ah, oh, they mean it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, turn it off. Yeah. They mean it. No, oh, he... these guys are kidding. Yeah. Oh, no, keep this one on. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's kidding. That's fine. No, country songs that mean it are so A native to. of Westlake Village, California, Peter, 28, grew up just minutes from the Bachelor Mansion. Wow. He's in his weird. prime. He was raised with a strong example of the marriage he wants by his loving parents. Having met while working on the same flight for over 30 years ago, Peter's parents have set the perfect example of lasting love. So that's crazy. His parents met on a, they worked together on an airline. That's beautiful. He and his brother Jack followed in their parents' footsteps, develop, developing a passion for aviation. At 23, 
Peter was working as a pilot, and by 25, he landed his dream job as captain for a major commercial airline. Landed. Another good thing they do is just all the little aviation stuff. Right? New heights. All that's missing now is someone to whom to share his life. Hmm. With whom to share his life. When Peter isn't flying for work or fun, he's embracing his mother's Cuban culture in the kitchen or letting loose on the dance floor. This hopeless romantic is eager to find his co-pilot to join him for a full life of love. Damn, if he can make a good Cuban sandwich, I'd sign up for this show. I love Cuban sandwiches. Mm. So that's... Peter. That's okay. Peter Weber. Now right. you guys know. Now everybody listening knows. The Pete Dog. Now we're going to run through the people they've brought in to potentially spend a life of co-piloting with Peter. <laughs> I, I'm i just picturing the, the corny ABC writer. All right, he's a pilot, so we're going with pilot lines. Everyone who thought we were going with Cuban cigars... Sorry to disappoint you. And there's one writer just crip, crip, <laughs> an entire notepad. They're like, damn it. I did oh, the Cuban ones. This was, I dedicated six months to cigar jokes. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> it's my dream to write bachelor bios for CBC, ABC. Damn it. A- ABC. All right. I think, uh, I think how we'll do this is I'll read out. Uh, so Amy Kaufman, who's a writer for the L.A. Times, she's also Amy in L.A. Amy in L.A. Love yes, her. yes, great, great Twitter fo- account, great follow. So man. she did little tweet summaries of the bios. I'm gonna read the little tweet summaries that Amy Kaufman has done. Okay. When you hear a red flag, wave your red flag, and we'll do a deep dive into the rest of their bio. Gotcha. You cool with that, Adam? Yeah, I'm into it. All right. Start with Aaliyah. 24, won Miss Texas in 2019 after entering or competing in the pageant three times previously. Wow. In her spare time, she likes to write poetry and scroll scroll through Reddit. Mm. She actually seems kind of cool. Yeah. I'm struggling to, I mean, I myself scroll through Reddit. (laughs) I write. You were a pageant I was a queen. Beauty queen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think beauty is queen sort of goes with the territory, right? Don't you have to be obnoxiously hot on both sides? Yeah. Too? Oh, so yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, I would expect you won some beauty competitions. What's her name? Aaliyah. Yeah, Aaliyah. I and I like Aaliyah's music. Aaliyah. They yeah. with two A's or oh, three annoying. A's. Aaliyah. Okay, red flag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, she's cool. Uh, Avon Leah. Her full name is Avon Leah? A-V-O-N-L-E-A. Avon Leah. Avon Lee? Avon Lee? I think it's Avon Lee. I think it's Avon Lee. I'm going to go with the Avon Lee. I think there's a show called Road to Avon Lee, too. What are her friends call her? Lee or Av? (laughs) Maybe they call her Vaughn? (laughs) (laughs) Road to Avon Lee. She's Uh, 27. A cat- what is the show about? Road to Avonlea. Sarah Stanley is sent to live with her deceased mother's relatives in the oh, town of gosh. Avonlea. January 7th, 1990 to March 31st, 1996. And it has a 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Curiously similar story run. and timeline to Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah right. Anyway. <laughs> 27, cattle rancher who thanks her cows for their hard work each time she milks them. Okay, I like that. This is interesting. I, polite to animals. Yeah. Do we want to do a deep dive onto Avon Lee? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you want to learn a little, little bit more about yeah. her? I want to... All right, let's pull up the full bio. Okay, here's why. Okay. One reality show character has has changed how I view the 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 hardworking gal 
there's a, there's a character below deck. Is is a show that I've talked about many times. It's about yachties, mm-hmm. which is just people who work on yachts. Lil Yachty. Lil Yachties. The rapper. She Lil was Bo. a a like a <laughs> boat captain in Alaska. And she's one of those tough no- I mean, you gotta be nails to friggin' survive in Alaska, period. And then to survive on the water, it's a different thing. Here's the thing about her. She will punch you in the neck at any given moment for no good reason. Mm-hmm. So whenever I Here's someone that might fit that profile. I'm like, oh, she might punch someone in the neck. I want to know if Avon Lee will punch someone in the aorta. She's looking for a gentleman who knows how to take care of a Texas woman. A Texas mm. woman. Here we go. She That's may be a here we go. Flag. That she, one's orange. <laughs> she may be a city slicker now, but she lived on a ranch until she was 13, and up until that point in her life, she assumed everyone had cattle in their homes. With her degree in ranch management. This Texas beauty has quite a diverse lifestyle. When Avonlea's not working hard in the family cattle ranching business, she's strutting her stuff on the runway for a local Texas for local Texas designers. So she's a model. Local, okay, I can get behind. Wait, that is this her full bio, or is there more bio if I say red flag? There's more bio coming. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, it's deep. Okay, let's yeah, keep going. Yeah, I told let's you. These, there's the quick summaries, and then if you want to do a deep dive, I'll read the full paragraph on them. If you hate this this once a year, shut up. <laughs> I'm <laughs> having so much fun. A lot of people fun. really like it. No, let's go <laughs> deep dive. Deep three. dive this one. All right, yeah. we can keep going on her. Uh, there are days when I'm bailing hay in the morning and, and going and doing a runway show at night. This is That's her quote. Okay. You could definitely say Avonlea lives the best of both worlds. Avonlea's ideal husband knows what he wants and goes for it. She wants someone who values family above all else and believes in romantic signs from above. Speaking of signs... Romantic signs from God? Romantic signs from above. That's what she says. Okay. Speaking of signs, Avonlea's parents first met when her mom was a flight attendant. Sound familiar? Oh. They wrote sound familiar in the bio. All right. Pete the pilot. And then here's her what, three what's things. What's my opinion about her? I don't know. It's up in the air. Give me a job, ABC. Give me a job. Fasten your seatbelts. We're getting ready for takeoff. Oh, Adam. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so Avonlea is a certified scuba diver and has traveled to almost 50 states in an RV. This is, this came I don't out know, of, she sounds kind of cool, That man. came out of nowhere, though, the RV thing. I would do the RV thing. Yeah, but where did that come from? Hmm. Like, this whole time we're talking about her ranch stuff, and then all of a sudden we learn that she's been around America in an RV? Yeah. When, it's, it's on, I, I think they just decided that? to focus on the ranch theme, <laughs> because that's always a popular theme. This, so did she spend her 20s in an RV? <laughs> <laughs> The second part of her bio is clashing with the first. Yeah, because that. But it's interesting. Fifty states in an RV is a lot of years. Yeah, I want family first and also nonstop travel adventure. <laughs> and I fucking scuba dive too somehow as I was driving through North Dakota. Yeah, like this. Am I wrong saying this sounds like too many things? Well, she definitely seems like you would have to be a high energy person. You know there are high energy people. That's totally fine. Okay, am I? Are we now getting into void filling territory? What do you mean? What you do a bunch of different stuff to fill a void? Because you're running from something. I don't know. <laughs> are you RVing for the something? podcast? <laughs> oh yeah, no, she's not running. She's RVing. RVing. <laughs> and scubaing. And also ranching. <laughs> and walking. Uh, catwalking. 
catwalking? Did yeah. I miss that one? Yeah, she was. She's she a pageant queen. And then yeah. at night, she she's models. a model. Yeah. She oh. runs the ranch in the morning and she models at night. I was literally picturing her, uh, picturing her with like a leash walking cats. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, that's a thing? Who knew? I was confused. <laughs> that's so cute, Mittens, I... that you have your own leash. I was like, I'm a leash cycle. Why would she do that? I'm an idiot. Steve. I'm a moron. Woo! Alright, Jesse, keep it going. We're going to the next one. Next one, let's go. Alexa, an esthetician who owns her own waxing salon. She's a what? Esthetician? 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 Eczema? Who owns her own waxing salon. She will call people out to their face and hates roller coasters. Oh, give me the red freaking flag right here. You you think Alexa? I love people what? like this. You know, it's like, you know, these are the people that are like, hey, you're a piece of shit. You know me, I just say it how it is. <laughs> She's gonna You know what I mean? Okay. And you're like, wow, you were just extremely insulting. <laughs> yeah, but you know I speak the truth. I tell it how it is. And they surround themselves with a bunch of sycophants who are like, yeah, she just says it how it is. I just hope she doesn't talk about me. Well, okay, so say she will call someone out to her face and what? And uh, like a good puzzle. <laughs> and uh, hates roller coasters. And hit, okay, so she's out there cussing at roller coasters. She will <laughs> throw a drink on someone, but it'll be um, when they're like by the pool, so they're wearing a swimsuit. So even though she threw a drink on them, it's not high stakes, right? right? Yeah, because they're ready to get wet anyway. You know, someone is really mad at you if you're wearing clothes and they throw a drink. True, at good you. point. She'll yeah, no, she's a posing drink thrower. So Alexa. Deep diving into her bio because somebody raised their red flag. Adam Wilde did. I did, I did. Um, Alexa, she puts in her factoid, she decided to move to Chicago during a game of heads or tails. Red flag. We got two red flags. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two penalty flags down on the field. All right. Yeah. So she had just broken up with her high school sweetheart of seven years and was finally ready to. To move on. So in a game of heads of tails, she decided to move to Chicago. She got her esthetician license and opened up her own waxing salon. Good for her. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, she said she calls herself a total free spirit and it has a lot of hippie in her. She's all about love and acceptance. But at the same time Except for when she has to call your shit out. Ooh. Read the, okay. Listen, I, listen I, to the sentence. Am I okay? Yeah. Listen to this sentence. Sorry, you go. You She's go. all about love and acceptance, but at the same time, this girl has opinions and isn't afraid to express them. Oh, she She prides those? herself on being the type of person to call people out to their face rather than behind their back. I can I be honest with you? <laughs> Anybody that says it quite that way, and I feel like they're transcribing, is somebody that probably is too aggressive when they're saying. See, see, oh, Steve, yeah. I wouldn't. If 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 I needed to address an issue with Steve, mm-hmm. I would address it with Steve, but I wouldn't be like Steve. I need to call you out for something. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a, there's you're an, saying it with attitude. There's a ooh, there's an edge to that, you know. Adam and I have known each other long enough that we've had fights, but yeah, like, I think I don't know we're a good, we're a good couple because we fight well. Yeah, we're just like, hey, 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 okay. It's never been Adam. <laughs> I need to call you out. On I something. To, you better you know listen I'm up. I'm not afraid to call you out <laughs> to your face. You get your jeans out of the goddamn freezer, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. Am I off base saying that someone who fancies themselves a free spirit slash hippie is probably self centered? Uh, it's, but it's yeah. Your friends have to call you that. It's the worst because she says she's Ooh. a she's a hippie. Ooh. Which is about love, but I'm gonna call you out. Love and like, acceptance. Yeah, what the love fuck and is that? That is Adam. 
so good at this. Yeah. Your friends, to be a free spirit, your friends have to call you that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kids, I am a free spirit. That's like me saying, I'm an old soul. You'd be like, what? Douche Shut bag. up. No, that's something someone has to say <laughs> yeah. about you. Yeah, they'd be like, yeah. you know about, uh, you know, like, like the, the the closest thing I've ever got to that is Steve's like, different dude. Different <laughs> that's dude. A, yeah. I can't be like, you know, I'm a different dude. People would be like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? But Steve says it and it's like, oh, now it makes sense. No, self-proclaimed old souls always think they're way smarter than you know, they like, are. You're like, oh, I love Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe uh, and I love reading I love Dickens Martin. Oh, you're by a myself. wanker. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh you're, you're a complete wanker. Yeah. Oh, you're the kind of person who gives their kid a bad name. So you can tell people at a party why you chose that name. Yeah, great. So anyway, this is Atticus. So, uh, <laughs> no, I actually I, like old. This names. is my kid, uh, Atticus and Harper. Um, you know, Harperly. Anyway, the my uh, cousin who you worked with has a daughter named Harper. You bastard. Well, we're he, gonna we're gonna uh, wave our two or three red flags for Alexa. Oh, please, please stay away, Peter. <laughs> we're moving on to Courtney. Courtney's twenty six, a cosmetologist who is extremely claustrophobic. And extremely turned on by men in cowboy boots. Hmm. Cosmetology. <laughs> is that makeup? Yes. Okay. It was that or space? <laughs> I think I think we're good to move on. All right, Courtney. I mean, like, good for her. Men in cowboy boots are You're good looking. You're a regular ass person. <laughs> to look for with her, she is the one who gets picked on. Why? I just smell it. <laughs> by the way... Liking, yeah, no, never mind, never mind. Uh, All right. No, no, let's keep going. Well, because there's, nah, there's the on. bully. Let's move on. There's always the bully, and then there's oh, yeah. the one who gets picked up. Oh, I think we just talked about the bully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Deandra, the... 23. I'm going to call you up my flower crown, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, continue. Take this. The kind yeah. of flowers yeah. in your face. She just takes it off and whips it at you and be like, time to be called out. Starts a mosh pit at Coachella. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. Alexa's no, the worst. Starts a, a, a mosh pit at Woodstock in 69. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Where the stakes are people actually die. <laughs> sorry. 23 is a home care coordinator whose favorite feeling in the world is being the center of attention. Red flag. Okay, there we go. She Let's has get into it. 10 siblings. She wants a man who will kill a spider for her as she runs away screaming. Okay. All so right. she's got 10 siblings and wants to be the center of attention? She's Ron Weasley. Stop. I don't. I don't blame her for for wanting to be the center of attention after ha- being like one of ten kids. Yeah, yeah she, I can't blame her for she's that. She's Ron Weasley. Let's I, keep going. Let's keep going. I know going. what she sees in the mirror of Erised. Uh, you want to learn a little about her? Yeah, red flags up. So yeah, red flag is up. Uh, Deandra still cries when she gets her blood drawn. Uh, she considers herself to be a farmer's market aficionado. Oof. She hates EDM. That's Ooh. EDM. Oh, electronic music? dance yeah, music. Yeah. You know, she what? hates Edmonton. I was about to say. <laughs> what do you got against the Oilers, man? <laughs> I was just calling techno. She's oh, she's from Calgary. I don't like White Ab. <laughs> I hate it. Jerome McKinley can't stand him. The only good thing about him. Uh, hey, you know what? The Gretzky Oilers weren't that great anyway. <laughs> oh, boo. <laughs> if you ever adjust their stats, they weren't all that impressive. <laughs> Animal garbage. <laughs> anyway, continue. Uh, she's independent, intelligent woman who comes from a diverse background and isn't afraid to be herself. She was born in Texas, but grew up in Maine and spent a whole lot of time in Nigeria where her father was born. Oh, worldly. I like that. She's now moved back to Texas and loves to spend her free time bar hopping and trying trying out new restaurants. One thing Deandra has going for her is that she, since she has grown up, uh, grew up with 10 siblings, she knows how to stand out in a crowded room. 
Her favorite feeling in the world is being the center of attention, and according to her mom, she thrives in the spotlight. Deandra has been in one serious relationship in her life and is ready to find her forever. She's going to go deep. You think so? I oh. think she's going to go deep the, the because thing... the whole, that whole show is you need to stand out in the crowd. Yeah. And she's had to fight with ten siblings her whole life. Oh, she's yeah. going to be good at this. But, like, not fight, fight, like charm. Yeah. You're right. She's going to go deep. You're right. Good point. All right, let's move on to the next one. All right. That's a good point. Wow. Uh, Eunice, 23, flight attendant. Ooh, they're lining up the flight attendants. Flight attendant who can who can uh, knock back Uzi like it's water. Uzo. Uzo. What's Uzo? Uzi. No, I don't know. You could imagine it could She's be Uzi. Good at Grand Theft Auto? She's, <laughs> no, Uzo is. Uh, the Greek shot. Yeah. It tastes like black licorice, I think. Her it's signature like dance move is something called the ponytail helicopter. That's where oh, you whip she just your swings hair. her head around. She's Willow Smith. I went to school. I whip my hair back and forth. No. Remember Upper Cash? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he had that. He would always put the glow stick in his head. Yeah. And while doing it with his hands, he would also swing his head. That was cool. I liked Upper Hannah Ann, 23. She's a model who lives with her parents, where the walls are all decorated with her artwork she's painted. Oh no! Do you want to learn more? She's about probably that? yo red flag only child. <laughs> I guarantee it. And I say this as an only child. Adam would never date himself. <laughs> would you date no, yourself, I could, Adam? I could not date someone as selfish as I am. <laughs> That's a good line. There's got to be balance, man. That's a good line. Uh, yeah, they got to cater to just you. And you, and you. <laughs> Hannah Ann could watch home improvement shows all day and never get bored. Okay. When Hannah Ann is nervous, she becomes very talkative. Hannah Ann's home is decorated with artwork that she painted. She grew up with, uh, she grew up in Tennessee with her younger sister oh. and younger brother. Not an only child. Two siblings. Okay. Her parents are not her only role models. They are also her landlords, as she still lives at home. Ooh, Does she pay rent though? Twenty three. Uh, they important. don't. They don't mention. If you pay rent, then I have mad respect. If you pay your parents rent, mad respect. Uh, I can't talk shit. 23, I was still living at home. There you go. I was in and out. Uh, she travels the world for work and would love to find a man to join her on her adventure. She has a cute southern twang, which we know Peter is a sucker for. Mm-hmm. Hannah Ann describes her last relationship as all chemistry but little friendship. Now Hannah Ann is ready to find a man who could, who she can be her best, who can be her best friend. H- Hannah Ann's getting on my nerves. Is <laughs> Ann her middle name? Uh, no, I think they call her Hannah Ann. That's, yeah, that's no. there's probably two Hannahs, that's why. Maybe. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'd uh, rather be Hannah too. <laughs> Hannah Ann just doesn't... Doesn't work. No. What are we, what are we giving Hannah eh. Ann? She's there, eh. right? She's eh. there. Also. I thought I thought it was going to be like, and my parents did this for me. And my... Like, right. Because, well, like, you got to think about that. It's your parents' house, and it's decorated with your artwork. And normal. That's why I, th- I defaulted to only child because mm-hmm. parents of only children, such as myself, tend to be overly proud of they their obsess. very otherwise mediocre kids. Luna Lovegood. Luna Lovegood. There you go. Jade, twenty-seven, flight attendant. Ugh. She got married at twenty-two Ooh. due to pressure from her Mormon culture. Ooh. If she had to describe her aesthetic, she would call it organized chaos. Okay. I like. I already like this person. You know why? What? Because she went against her own societal norms and got a divorce in Mormonism. Uh, she had to escape shit, dude. Yeah, that, there's some. There's some character there. There's right, someone who's some lived more. life. Yeah. Yeah. I want to. I want. She stands for something. I like it. All those like escaping Amish shows. Well, Mormonism isn't that. 
It, parts of it are, well, but but ma majority of like I don't want to. It's a different version of it. Yeah, it's uh. a little different, uh, but it's still all the same. Like you are expected to get married awfully young and yeah. expected to play a role, and good for her for not doing that. So what what's she, the uh, what what is she going to say? She grew up. In, uh, I have a thing stuck in my throat. You'll be okay. I believe in you. Is that your? Is that actually San Pellegrino, or is that your bottle mm -hmm. that you've been reusing? Because you it don't is. care. This is a fresh one. Oh. I bought it when I went over to uh, Longos today. Wow. Keep going. Uh, yeah, nice. She grew up in Mormon culture where she says there was a lot of pressure to get married. Unfortunately for Jade, that's what she did. At 22 years of age, she knew right away that she and her ex were not compatible for the long haul. Very mature. That is. Now that Jade's divorce is finalized, she has a new outlook on love and knows exactly what she's looking for. She spends her time working as a flight attendant and is currently working towards her pri uh, private pilot's license. Good for her. When hey. she's not on the job, she loves to go line dancing and considers herself to be a two-step queen. Are her and Peter too similar? Or will these two hit it off immediately and line dance straight to each other's hearts? Uh, Jade claims that she hosts the best game night in town. Even though she's a flight attendant, Jade is very afraid of heights. Interesting. If Jade has to assign an aesthetic to her life, it would be organized chaos. I think she's a front runner. I like her. She's... I'm going to say naturally curious. And there's common ground there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they got an interest in flying. That's important to have something major like that. But I think to be in such a, like a secluded upbringing, and then I'm going to be a flight attendant and try to become a pilot where I can go wherever the hell I want. Yeah. She's naturally they've, curious and confident enough to dance. They've, you can tell the era has changed around us because the first time we did this, they were just the most obnoxious, weird bios. And mm -hmm. now they're very thoughtful. And... Hey, my name's Fuck, and I like to wear three hats at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And now it's like, now, yeah. It's like, well, we're going to treat them with respect, finally. <laughs> <laughs> but now there's like, you can see there's some passion behind yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. They did you know? change up the way they're writing these bios. Yeah. So Jasmine25. Is a client relations manager who's turned off by guys who sit on the couch all day and play video games. Okay, move on. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to sit on the damn couch, I'm an adult and I bought that damn couch. Uh, I don't think you and Jasmine are going to last. I don't think so. I think you should uh, yeah. you know not where? give Jasmine a rose. <laughs> I would not because I like my time on the couch. She and would I don't consider like proposing to a man who can get her Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. Is this Jasmine still? This is Jasmine still. So Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays. So That's you want microwave Chick-fil-A. So she would never propose to a man. Or is that is she that wants someone joke? to go above and beyond? You want a day-old Chick-fil-A sandwich is what I'm hearing. No, 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 I don't get it. I already don't like Jasmine. I'm, it's, yeah, I, it's not that I don't like her. I just know that we would not... <laughs> Because you like video games. It's not good when you're Yeah, because I like to chill out sometimes, yeah! man. What the hell's the problem with what that? fuck, Jasmine? Sorry, I have a little bit of PTSD from that because, and I, and my, I love my parents, but my parents have this Victorian way of always got to be doing something. And so I'm sort of like that sometimes. Adam, and then I crash. The and crops! I, yeah. <laughs> so it's nice for me now as an adult because I can actually sit on my couch and do nothing and it's okay. You know what's not Sometimes good? that's okay. When your bio is exhausting. <laughs> Let's keep going. Moving. Jasmine's best friend is her golden retriever uh, named Gnarls Barkley. Shit, now I nope, like her. Let's, oh, no. the name! Move, move. You don't like Gnarls Barkley. Jasmine! Move, move. <laughs> next person. Adam, next, Adam, next, Adam, next. Retriever. next. Yes, I've been calling Gnarls next Barkley. for three no. sentences here. Let's keep going. <laughs> I don't give a golden retriever a shitty name! I hate her! I named her after a guy that had a couple hits. Jasmine will know that she's met the man of her dreams when he can help her build a table. 
Like Ikea? I don't know. She just says when she knows Help she can build. Help her build a table. This build. person is steamed carrots. <laughs> Personified. Uh-huh. Good line. <laughs> All right, Jesse, you may as well keep reading. Jenna, this deep. Jenna 22. Oh, is, is, oh, we're moving on from you Steve Jasmine. You want more Jasmine? You hate Jasmine. Everybody hates Jasmine. I want to hate her more. <laughs> All right, let's keep going with Jasmine. Uh, she, uh, she will consider uh, proposing. She finds a man who can get her Chick-fil-A on Sunday. Um, Exhausting. She carrots. was in one serious relationship that lasted for three years. But when her ex suddenly decided that he didn't want to have kids... Jasmine sent him packing because that's a deal breaker. Uh, she enjoys traveling, attending her book club meetings, cooking, rock climbing, and volunteering at her church every Sunday. She'd like to travel the world before she starts a family and specifically would like to go back to Vietnam where her family is from. Uh, hmm. She speaks Vietnamese fluently, loves Vietnamese re- uh, traditions, and her family has incorporated them into her lives. Man, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. There you go. That's a good end. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a lot different just, from the stuff that led us to Jasmine. I wondered if if there if her she's like <laughs> she sent him packing or did he just drop dead because he couldn't keep up? <laughs> like it, that's a lot. She was of, rock climbing too much. Oh, uh, rock climb and then I want to learn a different language and then I want to fly a around the world. And, and don't you dare sit on that couch. <laughs> Get back up again. No, we got other shit to do. Now what? We're build a table. Yeah, we got shit, we got t- tables to build here, man. She's being very very specific though with the things she doesn't like what that's if, a good thing what mm-hmm. if her la- a that's a good thing what if her uh that long-term boyfriend was a three years piece of shit? yeah maybe maybe it's it's all in in context of who the person is if that's all you do mm-hmm. i've dated someone like that that's sure. all they did sure i can understand that that's frustrating I get it. Yeah. but if it's a saturday morning and you're about and you're like <laughs> hey is, it's 6 30 in the morning hurt. let's get out for a hike <laughs> Hell to the no. I'm going to sit around and I'm going to watch sports highlights and have a coffee and snuggle my dogs and that's what I'm doing. Okay, so tell you what. The scouting report's bad. Who knows, maybe once she hits the ice, she'll be great. She sounds impressive. There's something there. Oh, yeah. we turned. Yeah, There's... we did. It was the last sentence that I, when, when she got in there. speaks a different language. Wants to go to wants to go traveling and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, yeah, interested in all College that. College free agent status. I think, Jenna, got, I think she got burned by her ex a mm-hmm. little bit. Jenna, 22, is a nursing student who would do anything to eat pasta with Chrissy Teigen. She says her pet goldfish, George, gives great advice. That's a great fi- name for a fish. Okay, I like her. All right. I like her. I like her. Uh, Kiara, 23, is a nanny who prefers napping to almost any other activity. Adam's wheelhouse. Yo, I feel you, Kiara. <laughs> feel you. I'm not, I'm not saying I need to know more, but I feel her. I love napping. How old is she? 23. Okay. okay. Additionally. Also, way too damn young to be getting married. Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, unless, unless you can make it work good for you, but... I wasn't really a person until I was like 29. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, every year I I just look back at me from six months ago and I go, I hate you. <laughs> what a dick. Sometimes it's not even six months. Sometimes it's like a month. Yeah. Oh, and you're like, Oof. Wow, I needed to be that piece of shit to yeah. realize, wow. <laughs> There's nothing worse than waking up the day after being an idiot the day before. Mm. Like, just, oh, you idiot. Gross Kiara people. also loves talking and says her greatest skill is that she can literally talk to a brick wall about anything and everything. It's your greatest skill? That's her her greatest skill. Okay, I want to keep going. I'm going to run a little flag more? because I don't know anything about her. All right, all right. Let's get a little more on Kiara. Let me just uh, bring up her bio here. She's extremely turned off by men who grind their teeth. Yo, 
IFTMJ, you dick. I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's a jaw issue when oh, you grind your teeth in your J sleep. Is jaw? Yeah. All right, I figured out a part of it. It's totally mental jaw. That's what it means. <laughs> is that actually? No, it's oh. not, but it sucks. I believe you. I get to, That's why people on the on the podcast have been like, what the hell is with Adam's jaw? Because yeah. I keep going like this uh, yeah, yeah, all the time. It's because like my a... jaw is clicking and popping at all times. I actually made a physio appointment for the first time ever to actually get my jaw looked at. Because I'm trying to rehab my jaw. Huh? You ever nope. got it broken? No, it just sucks. Kiara is a social butterfly that is ready to spread her wings. While she's very close to her mother and will definitely be looking for her, her approval the next time she brings home a man, Kiara says she is ready to venture on her own and start her own family. She's been in two serious relationships. You know you have in your 23. But mm-hmm. both ended because, she, because of trust issues. She hates sports but ends, uh, enjoys shopping, fashion, style, and anything involving social media. Okay, Jasmine, give me the carrots back. This is, uh, that's Kiara. Yeah, let's move on from Kiara. I'm yeah. bored. Boo. This bores me. Boo. <laughs> this bores me. All right. Katrina, 28, is a pro sports dancer whose mother says she needs to settle down soon because her, biolo- oh, her biological... Wait, a cheerleader? Yes. Oh. I guess the, the pro sports dancer is a technical term. Oh. Okay. Okay. Her mother says her biological clock is ticking, which is rude as fuck. Yes. <laughs> she is <laughs> she is obsessed with her hairless cat Jasmine. Last what? Halloween she dressed as Jasmine and Jasmine dressed as Katrina. Aww. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Do cute stuff with your cat. Okay. Kelly twenty seven is attorney who describes her last relationship as a international long-distance affair for which she traveled to Jordan at least once a month. Red fucking flag right now. Let's go. Red flag. Let's deep dive, baby. Red I always find, can I just say, lawyers are always interesting because they have Mm. this job that's like, crazy details sometimes monotonous and then they do crazy shit like an international affair yeah. you know what i mean lawyers do weird like they they really do live up to the law and order sort of like this is crazy james bond but boring yeah, yeah. but there is some there's an element of danger with it i like mm-hmm. it anyway continue her most recent relationship was an international long distance affair where she was traveling to jordan once or twice a month but what? finally got to the point where she couldn't see herself moving to the middle east that's like a 12 hour flight once or twice a month? Jesus. Oh my god. So She's wait, from Chicago. Two two days out of every thirty which were just spent in the air. On the plane. Oh god. Not Wait, working. Wearing compression socks. <laughs> wearing compression. Yeah. All she does is yeah, just Lululemon. Damn, her best dude. friend. Wow. Uh now that Kelly is single, because apparently she didn't like flying back and forth in the Middle East, uh, she is focused on her career as an attorney. Kelly comes from generations of lawyers and currently works in her dad's law firm. It's going to take a lot more than a handsome face and solid resume, though, to impress Kelly because this lawyer won't settle for anything less than she deserves. No objections here. Hat tip to the writer. Do you like that one? <laughs> Kelly is allergic to gluten, dairy, and black tea. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> Black tea. We found it. We found it. <laughs> no, that's no. what did it. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just not kidding. the all <laughs> the first thing I thought of with the Jordan thing. Jordan was, was Jordan. Jordan. The second thing was 90 Day Fiance, and just uh. every single person on that show. I'm like, what made you think this was a good idea? Mm, yeah, you have bad judgment. So I assume she has bad judgment. Yeah, imagine going to Calgary and playing. Oh. <laughs> 
That'd be crazy if someone did that. What an idiot. Flying hours and hours and hours and staying in the same country. Kelsey, 28, is a professional clothier. Uh, dictionary. It says a person or company that makes, sells, or deals in clothes or cloth. What an idiot! So she, she was... could work at the Gap, <laughs> yes. right? Like, I mean, like, I, I don't know what that means. Like, I'm not, I'm not demeaning that, but I'm just saying, like, is that an, is that a very fancy way to say international you know, clothiers? She didn't say she was an international clothier. That you're <laughs> no, taking I'm... from the previous one. No, I'm. She just I'm said saying... she was a professional clothier. No, international clothier. <laughs> like, like the store. She sells oh! Exco sweaters. <laughs> And black jeans that smell funny. That's, that's what she said. And fake Canada goose jackets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Canadian geese. Yeah, yeah Canadian yeah. geese jackets. <laughs> Come on. Can't pull it fast when yeah. I grew up in Scarborough. I bought bootleg clothes, too. Canada Shut duck. Up. Hey, look at this Canada duck. 100% duck jacket. <laughs> quack, quack, bitches. Stop Get acting it. like it I didn't have Averex shirts. Averex shirts. I had Averex. Uh, There's like five at Dixie Mall. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Like Fat Farm. Oh, forget uh, that Pacific Mall. That's where you find it. Anyway. Oh, uh, like Ashley S. before her, she says she is like an onion because she has many layers. Mm. Yeah. That's cheesy line there, Kelsey. <laughs> Kylie, 26, is an entertainment sales associate who turned away the last time a guy tried to kiss her and told him that she didn't want to ruin her makeup. She is looking for a rom-com kind of love. But Ooh. if you're looking for the rom-com kind of love, well, you know what? It sounds like it sounds like the guy was probably pretty gross. Yeah. Because if you're if someone's hot, you're totally like, yeah. like yeah, you're, you're you're willing to mess up anything at that point. You good hair, good outfit. Well, you don't care. But he clearly was just the wrong guy. Didn't want to be kissed by him. Good yeah. for her. Yeah. If you want a rom-com love, you got to drive from JFK to. Newark in 20 minutes, like Ross did. Sorry, I happened to watch that episode of Friends <laughs> yesterday. Uh, uh, a little more on Kylie. Uh, flaky, pessimistic people make Kylie mad. Well, that's kind of everybody. Kylie's dream vacation would be go to on a safari in Africa. Okay. Kylie grew up playing softball and was a batting cage queen. Oh, <laughs> so you like her. There you go. Softball's cool. Softball's yeah. cool. Yeah. Eh. Kylie, just nothing kind of strikes me. Yeah. Again, yeah, like, it's a shame because they start with, like, some really interesting ones. Yeah. Because yeah. I think they got a front loaded a little bit. Yeah. No, well, there's some there's some bangers in here. All right, let's keep okay. going then. Let's find uh, Lauren26, marketing, I don't want to leave anybody out, though. No. Lauren26 is a marketing executive who wants a man who will hold her hand on the way to church on Sunday. She was a Laker girl for one season but left because she was so inspired by Kobe's passion for things outside of basketball. Uh, I'm not going to say it. So, Kobe does speak a lot of languages. Uh, Italian. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's move on, maybe. Lexi26, marketing coordinator who believes dating as a redhead is hard. She is turned off by desperate people and thinks she has too much sass to live in the suburbs. Oh, boy, red flag. <laughs> Too much sass to live in the suburbs? <laughs> Just the the wow. suburbs can't handle this sass. Oh, no, you can't hold me. <laughs> you can't hold me back, suburbs? Yo. I got <laughs> sass. <Every time laughs> Move the line. What do I look like? Well, too I'm too big for this Costco. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's a parking lot at this place? No, Whoa. I need the city because no, I got sass. Right <laughs> oh, my God. 
So uh, Lexi, sorry, I uh, smart, independent, and fun woman who's ready to find the future father of her children. She grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, and is one of six siblings. Wow. She went to... Grew uh, up in Florida. She's nuts. She went to FSU. <laughs> sorry, all Florida listeners. <laughs> oh, so yeah, Central Florida. No. And she went, <laughs> and she went to FSU. Yeah. She yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, continue. She left college with a very serious boyfriend, very serious boyfriend, but after and moving... She moved to New York City, and he ended things so they could per- both pursue their own careers and passions. Oh, my God. They sound like a Hallmark movie. She's going to move back to the cookie farm. Lexi stayed gonna... in New York <laughs> and has since been doing well as a marketing coordinator at a real estate company. She's been on a number of bad and mediocre dates around New York and can't seem to find the right guy. Oh, it's you. Lexi believes <laughs> that dating as a redhead is hard, but she's hopeful that Peter will like to spice things up the only way a ginger girl can. Yeah, if there's anything guys hate, it's redheads. Yeah, I don't Shut think, up, you it's you. You don't blame it on being redhead. It's what? her. Who doesn't like redheads? Right. Why, why would you care? Uh, that is the... It's I've never... Wrong. I've dated all sorts. <laughs> you ever been talking to a guy anyway? Ah, oh, she's redhead though. Yeah. <laughs> No, nah. nobody says that. No. Lexi thinks it's a problem. And she would rather be buried alive than be trapped in a room filled with frogs. Is that a thing that is coming? They probably, no, I feel bad for her on that one because the producers probably sit down and go, okay, so here's a, would you rather? What are your fears? What are your fears? I, frogs. I don't, I don't like frogs. So would you rather be buried alive or be <laughs> yeah. in a room with a bunch of frogs? That's a trap question. Yeah, yeah. That's a, on that that's one. a one-liner they got out of her. Yeah. Uh, Lexi loves her home in Florida, but has too much sass for the suburb life. Nothing turns Lexi off more than people who are desperate. That's Lexi. Wait, you live in central Florida, but... No, she lives in New York now. Oh, I was about to say. Oh, so what she's actually saying is she just didn't like Florida. It's not the suburbs, Lexi. It's it's Florida. Florida. (laughs) Madison 23 is a foster parent recruiter who, if stranded on an island, would rather bring the Bible with her. Oh. Would want to bring the Bible with her. Such a good start. <laughs> she says her husband must share her religious values and want children. Yeah, so Madison's well, just all about religion. And that's fair. If that's your thing, that's, that's your, your thing. thing. Wouldn't be my thing. Some people's heroin. Yours is a Bible. <laughs> okay. The Bible's fine. <laughs> Bit of a false equivalency there, but you know. <laughs> I'm saying one's better than the other. Other people Not like equivalent. Other people like to go to bike week. <laughs> yeah. Some people like God. Yeah. That's fine. fine. Go on. Go on. on. All right. Marissa, who has a a fun name. Not Marissa? Marissa. No, you don't get Marissa. I'm not bringing the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Did you bring (laughs) Issa? Did you bring Issa? No, I brought Marissa. Ooh. Marissa. 23. There's a lot of 23 year olds. Is a patient care coordinator who says one of the worst times in her life was being Miss Teen Montana. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, Terrible. She recently lost 80 pounds, and all of her best friends are at least 10 years older than her. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. What? I think a few things explain What do you think? What do you think? What, what, what do we Yeah. We're I mean, I think if you're, on a, if you're on the pageant circuit in the southern United States, she said she was Mon- oh, Montana's north. She grew up too fast. Yeah. I think mm. she grew up too fast. She might be an old soul. Yes! There you go. There Sounds like an old soul. Sounds she like she can't relate soul. to people her age. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. She relates to people who are a little more mature. She's yeah. at that stage. Went to school with Miss Teen. She said makeup. she's serious about marriage and has dated around but hasn't found anyone as serious as she is. She's looking for a man who is fun-spirited but also ready for a commitment. Old soul? She's 23 and already looking for a commitment. Well, yeah. 
Well, I always wonder about when people say they're serious about marriage. Capri said that to me once, and I said, what do you mean by that? And she said, what do you mean? What do I mean? <laughs> and I said, well... And then it was a fight. And then they said, I'm not eating in this Swiss chalet. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a fight over the baby name in a Swiss chalet. That's a good story. But, um, oh my God. yeah, and it was one of those, like, restaurant fights where you're like, oh, I'm really mad at you. Like, yeah, you're going to be quiet. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you that at some other point. pass the no. chalet sauce and also do the worst? So it's like when someone says they're serious about marriage, serious about what about marriage? Yeah. Serious about making one work? Serious about having the wedding day? What are you serious about? And and that's always my thing with people is like be very specific with that with their answer because what I and this is I'm just from a divorced home. So for me it was like I'm going to get married one time, that will be it, whether it works out or not, that's it. Okay. And that's always what I've said. And so when I asked her about that, it was she was like, "Well, you know, I want to have a relationship with this and this and this and this." And I was like, "Oh, you mean it's like for her it wasn't about the day it was about the rest of our lives and how that looked and that was you gotta like, be okay. with someone who's more excited about being married than getting married boom exactly so and if you're serious about marriage does that mean you're serious about being committed do you serious are you serious about showing it off on instagram can the suburbs handle her <laughs> i don't think so i don't wow. think walmart's ever seen anything like this before damn this summer coming to a walmart parking <laughs> lot near you <laughs> jacksonville Tammy is a house flipper who joined the boys' wrestling team in high school after pushing forward on Title uh, 1X complaint. The title title chapter, what is that? I don't know. Is that the girls can play any sports, I think? Is that what it rule? is? Yeah. Wait, what is that? Sorry? Title 1X? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. Anyways. Sorry. She's a one-time champion. It sounds that that American. One... She doesn't relate well to blonde Barbie types. Her license plate says Jet Setter. Tammy. Okay, she's going to be one of the more entertaining ones to watch. Oh, hell I don't yeah. know about the best candidate, but she is producer picked. Yeah. To fuck shit she's up. a character. Yep. And have you ever met somebody in your life with a custom license plate who wasn't an enormous douchebag? <laughs> like one person in your life with a custom license plate that wasn't like, and it doesn't mean you don't love them. You have friends that are douchebags that you love. They're lovable douchebags. Absolutely. But they're total douchebag, right? You have to be a douchebag to do that, right? You gotta be at least part douchebag. Yeah. You gotta at least have and some douchebag ancestry. Jet, I wonder if Jet Setter is like S-E-T-R or something like that. Like, it's like, you know, like... Because <laughs> they can't fit it? Yeah. <laughs> the E is a three. Yeah, yeah. I bet it is. Because she can't be the first oh, person to have thought Jet Setter. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. No, um, I, I like her because she's there, Oh, too. she's gonna be the entertainment for sure. Her name might as well be Wrench. We're gonna do... <laughs> We're going to do three more. Okay. What We're I gonna... love about this show, too, by the way, if you ever do watch it, is there's like there's people that make it to the third or fourth round, and they've never been on camera. Oh, and yeah. And you're like, who is that? Oh, it's Jenny B. And you're like, who the hell is Jenny B? I, I don't know anything about her. <laughs> I think I'm getting feelings about Paula. Who the fuck is? <laughs> yeah. Paula? I've never they, seen they, Paula. And then they throw Paula in there, and it's crash yeah, course all of on a Paula. Sudden, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Paula's the main star. And you're like, where did she come from? Where was she for the first you're three Jim weeks Ross. of this? <laughs> she made several <laughs> facial expressions over the past two months. <laughs> yeah, super cut of Paula. It's like, <laughs> whoa. Here's a compilation of her saying, come on, guys. <laughs> Just Peyton. when the fight's getting good. Well, that's crazy. You know what? I don't like her. Anyway, continue. No, Peyton, 23, lives in her parents' basement. Mm-hmm. Relatable. I like her. She recently discovered that she has a fifth sibling via Facebook. That's interesting. Oh, right. that's cool. Mystery family. Uh, she has a cute bulldog named Louise. 
This is going well. What's her name again? Peyton. 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 Not afraid to talk to strangers. In fact, she enjoys it. I want to know more about Peyton. After a Peyton had a serious boyfriend in college and says they were in love. Mm-hmm. They dated for three years, but by junior year, he started getting jealous of her social life and tried to control her. Ooh. She lost herself in trying to please him and Ooh. ended that relationship so she could spend the rest of her time in college having fun. Good for her. Yeah. Peyton describes herself as outgoing and very fun. Back-to-back sentences with fun. She is not very athletic, but loves to be outdoors. Her favorite way to socialize is over a good glass of wine, and she is coming into, into this with two glasses. Okay. Hopefully, Peter is thirsty. Oh! <laughs> I, I'm going to throw it out there. Peyton's top three. Yeah! By the end of this be. season, I think she's top three. I like this. Also, oh. also, what? okay, yeah. cute accent. She's from uh, Massachusetts. Mackie two shits. Yeah. Okay, okay. You know what? Is that the JFK accent? Where's he from? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like the, it's Boston. Yeah, it's Boston. Yeah, All right. But Wellesley, Massachusetts. Whoever the color commentator is for Jack Edwards, I forget his name. Were you watching last night? The Islanders-Boston no, game? No, last night. Oh, man. Jack Edwards had one for the ages. So they were talking about Matt Martin and just glowing about Martin. him. And they were like, what the Leafs gave up with Matt Martin. <laughs> like, and they were talking about, what? Like, they're just so soft. <laughs> soft. <laughs> we lost to the Bruins with Matt Martin. <laughs> no, but the Leafs gave up so much when they gave him up. That's what Jack Edwards had to say. It was just on his, oh. he was on his Jack Edwards train. It was great. Have you seen his setup? Like, uh, what, what's in front of him? So no. th- there's a lot of play-by-play guys who literally have, like, a, a couple pieces of paper with mm-hmm. a couple key pieces of information. Jack Edwards has, like, a three-iPad setup it, that looks like Voyager. Wow. Nice. Cool. Yeah, you would never think so. But uh, they did, like, a quick thing on Nesson. We saw this because of ice surfing, of course. Um, of of course. I saw it, too. I bet you did. Mm-hmm. Watched on a replay. Piece of crap. <laughs> I like Peyton. No, here's what Peyton is, though. What? Give it to me. When you heard that profile, you're like, I think I like her. Yeah. But I also don't know a ton about her. Just a little bit. A little bit of mystery. Yeah. And that's what you need. She spent a lot of time on her previous relationship. Which is to get to the point that, hey, I'm fun. Some bomb is going to get dropped about Peyton in week five or six. Oh. Mm. Good point. She is mystery bomb waiting to be dropped person. See, on a show like that, you want to give 80 but hold back the 20%. You yeah. know what I mean? Because then it's like it keeps people coming back from. I also have a boyfriend back home. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. You like don't that know how the bachelor dude. is going to think, so you got to have at least four time bombs. But he's hoping to marry you too. <laughs> We're going to throuple. Throuple or not. Uh, two more. Victoria F. 25 is a medical sales rep who pur- purchased revenge boobs after her last breakup. Ooh, wow, she likes like... men who aren't afraid to cry in public. We'd get along. Revenge boobs <laughs> is in the first I've How often do you cry in public? I'm not often, but I'm not afraid to. No. I live a fearless existence, Jesse. If you if you come downtown <laughs> on the right day, you will often find Adam and I crying in each other's arms. Yep. Yep, it's true. It's right true. on, uh, what's the street right here? This is uh, Duncan. Duncan, we always cry right on Duncan. Victoria is a big fan of country music and will travel to see her favorite artist play a show. Uh, the most important woman in Victoria's life is her dear grandmother. Aww. Uh, she works part-time at a yoga studio, but her true passion is her career in medical sales, where she works super hard. Yeah, Victor- that's a tough gig. 
So she can't do it full time, though. But she, so she also has a work at a yoga studio. That's interesting. Damn. Victoria is looking for a guy that can make her laugh and melt her heart. She wants a man who can love her through the good, the bad, and the ugly. She wants a man who can not only give her unconditional love, but can also give that love to her dog, Buxton, because they are a package deal. Call Victoria says that it's hard for her to know someone likes her unless they are expressing it to her verbally. So good thing Peter has a way with words. Mm, that's hey. important. Your love language is very important. Your love language is very important. That was very wholesome after starting with revenge boobs. Yeah. The revenge boob part was a bit aggressive, I think but it, we got there. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, that was to get us everybody hooked in, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Revenge boobs. What? Oh, no. And yeah. I have a dog. <laughs> I really Final hard. bachelorette. All right. Victoria grew up in a small town, but there was nothing simple about her upbringing. Oh, she lost her father at a young age, and both her mother and sister struggled with drug addiction. Victoria grew Jesus. up fast, and as of three years ago, her mother and sister are now both sober and have a stronger family bond than ever before. Beautiful. Victoria is on The Bachelor because she has never given herself a fair shot at finding love. She has been in one serious relationship that lasts for two years, but his infidelity led him to them breaking up after she stumbled upon a video of her. This is what is this bio? Breaking uh, after his infidelity led to them breaking up after she stumbled upon a video of her ex's phone, which proved that he had been cheating on her. Ugh. Victoria is a natural caregiver but is ready to find someone who can care for her as much as she will for him. Oh my god. This former Miss Louisiana pageant girl has been forced to grow up fast and learn the importance of finding a supportive life partner. She wants someone who will be wonderful, a wonderful father to their kids and will be a rock she never had. If Victoria could travel anywhere in the world, she would go to Italy. Victoria's biggest fears are murky waters she can't see her feet in and chicken served on the bone. What? Victoria's biggest fears are murky water she can't see her feet in. Oh, no, I heard you. And chicken served on the bone. Why is that? A, is that a fear? She. Yeah, if you can. Yeah, like you, you walk in muddy water and you could like. No, the leaf, chicken. Leaches. The chicken part. Oh, the chicken part. She's afraid of the she chicken. She has a fear of chicken served on the bone. Right? She can't eat chicken that's like a drum. She can't wings? eat a drumstick or chicken wings. She can't eat chicken wings. Oh, I don't know about that. There's another one that they're going to percolate for about a month and a half, where every time a plate <laughs> is out, she's going to be like giving it this weird look, and the camera is going to focus more and more on it, and then when, she's just going to flip the whole thing. <laughs> it's like because you know that, chicken. Remember that extreme close up <laughs> of the. Uh, remember that extreme close up of the chipmunk that was viral like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and it'll be like that'll be like her every time there's chicken served on the bone. Wings, <laughs> anyone? And it, like it's sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, the yeah. Bachelor brought to you by Buffalo Wild. Because they always have a sponsor in there. Oh, they gotta. <laughs> if Victoria could travel anywhere in this world, she would go to Italy. I already read that. Uh, nothing upsets Victoria more than finding raisins in her cookies. Oh, you're wrong. <laughs> what? Well, I'm with her if you were expecting chocolate chips. That's that's a BS move. Okay, who You get yourself psyched up for a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, who it? said, hey, here's a chocolate chip. Listen, sometimes, sometimes they get screwed up and messed up, and you're not paying attention because all you're thinking about is getting the cookie. You're not examining the cookie with a fine, with a monocle or whatever it is you use. I can understand that. I'm Listen, with her on that. If you can't slow I get life it. down for a cookie, you're living too fast. All you're right. fast, Steve Dane. Uh, I, uh, There's our contestants. I feel bad for her. Why? She should not be on the show. Yeah. She's just, she needs to find, like, I don't think The Bachelor is typically the healthiest place to find love, and she just sounds like she's had men who 
treated her like shit her whole life. Yeah, <laughs> and I had a very hard upbringing. The worst part, Peter better be great. The worst part, you is better treat her right, Peter. Whenever someone leaves the Bachelor or the Bachelorette, the guys or the girls, it doesn't yeah. matter. They're in the car, they're crying, and they're going, I can't believe this happened to me again. And you're like, you had a 1 in 35 shot at this. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you made it past round one is, the, 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 the that's amazing. You're trying to fall in love with somebody you met last week. Yeah. I'm like, trying what? to fall in love on national, te- man, go on Bumble. Yeah, and you're like, these guys are like, I can't believe that another girl did this to me. And you're like, dude, can you like just understand that you had a lot of competition on this one, and you lost. And yeah. not everybody wins the cup every year, man. It's just the way it goes. <laughs> there were a Only lot of hot people in this room. What is you for you? you win the Stanley Cup. What is for you will not go by you. Holy shit. So says I. You're an old soul. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think so. But what it is time for. You know, pass this down to Adam Wild. We need to hurry this up. It's our quick Christmas gift game here. Christmas. This is Steve. Crimin. Oh, he passed it down to Adam Wild as well. Merry Chrysler, everybody. <laughs> Merry Chrysler. And Crimin. Who's this one for? Nah, there's a card on the side. Don't read the cards on the on the air because they're very inappropriate. Please don't. I read them. love you. No, they're not. I love. There should be a card. Love Adam Wild. Here, let me see. Let I don't me know. See. Let me see. Let oh, me there's see. a card on this one. Jesse in this one. All right, then that's Steve. Don't read the cards. <laughs> Just open the present. I can barely stand up. Uh, Steve, your presents are here. Oh yeah, are those are mine. Uh, yeah, there's a couple coffee cards in there. You guys don't need. So to... Steve has his. Yeah, hold, hold that up. Wrapping paper. It's Roger sponsored. Yeah, I got that done. Adam hasn't seen that yet. Yeah. I got that oh done at the uh, the Rogers uh, at Young and Dundas yeah. at the signing I did the other day. I got my <laughs> own wrapping paper. It's unbelievable. With my purple Kyle Lowry jersey. And then who's this one for? Like that? Uh, oh, that is for Everly. Oh, uh, for the Evy Boo. Yes, that is for Everly. There you go. You don't you don't need to open that here. And those are obviously for you. They're oh, you coffee the cards because that's what's up the street from us. Okay. Uh, oh, thank there you. There you go. What a catch. Nice. Uh, Steve, open up my gift for you. Oh, yes. Wait, is that this? Yes. Okay. Oh, this coffee card's a DIY Christmas It feels thing. like a yellow sweater. Oh, no oh. way! Oh, yeah. Okay, here, 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 here. <laughs> hold on, hold, hold on, that I up for the camera. Hold on, I guess I should open mine, too, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you probably no should. No way! Yeah. You did it! <laughs> oh, no. Ah! You got no tweed first shirts! <laughs> yeah! yeah. yeah. Tweet uh, first! Mrs. Dangle made that on the cricket. Oh shit, camera died. We're out of battery. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, all of them? Uh, yeah, all of them are dead. Oh, great! Oh, awesome. You can't see our no tweet first! Hold on. Jesse's going to get oh, batteries. Oh, no! We'll pause. We're pausing. We're back. The camera died, so hey. I had to change it. If oh, you missed right. it on the camera, uh, Steve has his own wrapping paper that he got done uh, through Rogers. And yes. check out this. And we. Got t-shirts. Yeah, it says no tweet first. I love it. And it's Adam's face. That is from uh, Don't Call Me Katie on Twitter. Okay, Catherine. Is it, her name's Caitlin, damn it. Sorry. This is Gary. awesome. Yeah, so we, I don't know, I'll talk to her. Maybe we'll sell them. Yeah, because we I, we can't make the t-shirts unless she tells us we can yeah, use her Yeah, it's her design. design. Yeah. But we, uh, yeah, we'll split the profies. Yeah, the profies, the professors. Um, Mrs. Dangle made this on her cricket machine. So this is a thing that she has that she it, just d- does crafts on. It's magic. It makes everything. She's really? done like woodwork with it. Like, Interesting. Yeah, it's, huh. it's ridiculous. I'm gonna open this green present. I'm Which, assuming it's from. That's Destiny. from me. Jesse yes. got me a Pokemon shirt. Pallet Town. The journey what? starts here. Oh, I love this, I'm gonna, Jesse. I'm gonna fight you, Jesse. 
the farmers on the neck. So this is probably the most difficult gift I've ever had to track down. Oh, but I got an official. Why? Because no one's buying that I anymore. Got an official... I can't imagine why. <laughs> they literally sell them at Shoppers Drug Mart. Uh, Have you not seen them? I went to the Farmer's Almanac. I went all the way up to Antarctica, where their headquarters with Santa, and I got. <laughs> and one. you met Mr. Almanac. I met Mr. Almanac. Santa. He's been alive since 1854. And I got out an official Farmer's Almanac 2020 guide. Great. I'll good. read from it. Ah, this is awesome. <laughs> Look at this damn mug. <laughs> what is that? It's a, oh, it's a mug? It's a mug. Yeah, it's the it's biggest a, mug. Steve, I've open ever yours. Seen. Open yours. Open yours. <laughs> They're similar. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> Look. Oh, the, okay. Oh, I got one of those two. Adam got a pet treat launcher. I right. guess you put treats in it and you fire, you shoot your dog with treats? No, you shoot them over your dog so they run after them. No, you shoot it at them. <laughs> you shoot it right at their face. Right directly at the dog's face. <laughs> That's fun. What? What enormous mug did you get me? Oh my god! Cheers me. Oh, it's a glove. It's a glove mug. <laughs> Isn't that the that best mug ever? So cool, right? I love that. Hey, if you want to spill your coffee, Jesse's you hands are mug. definitely too big for it. Yeah, I can't. I can't like get in there. Mine are, like, look, look at that. I can do it with two fingers. Yeah, but but anyway, I just thought they were cool. <laughs> yeah, they you are know, sometimes you have mugs that you just put pens in. I thought that might be one of those mugs. I'm no, not sure if you drink out of those. All right, there you go. I love that. I, uh, I got you a couple other things there. Also this one. Oh, thanks. I don't even know. Oh, I think I destroyed the box. <laughs> oh, Jesse knows me. Whoa. Kit Kat bars. My favorite. They're my weakness. Oh and, a, and oh, and a Maple Leafs Christmas present. Uh, yeah, I got you a little uh, ornament too, Jesse. There's a Christmas ornament. Oh, thanks, bud. Oh, I gotta put this back. So, so the it. interesting <laughs> thing about the 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 thing is they didn't oh. have the rights to the Toronto Maple Leafs, so they make it themselves, but they call it the Blue Shirt Home Team. Yeah, it's a blue ornament. jersey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they went to Jeff Leroux, did they? Yeah, yeah. Jeff Leroux. I'm just gonna do this and hope no one sues. This is Phil Castle's face, straight up. <laughs> Jesse got me the sea salt Lindors. Oh, delicious! That's a, good that's a good friend. He likes. He knows I like chocolate. He knows. All right, and there's one more thing here, and I just want to. Can we just have a close up of this wrap job? Hey, here? hey. Can you just put the camera over? No, I can't. That camera's dead. Jesse, that is real that's good. Great, isn't it? Wow, that's real good. All right, what did he get? <laughs> Jesse, I'm gonna be so fat. <laughs> Those God. are the good shits. G cubes milk chocolate Godiva. The Godiva. Do you want to try a G cube? Yo, open that. Give me up. a G cube Yo, there, G. Do you want to keep this? It has your face on it. Yeah, sure. G cube, G cube. Yeah, maybe I'll uh, I'll wrap Mrs. Daniels' presents. <laughs> do you want caramel? Yeah. Do you want yeah. milk chocolate? Or do you want milk chocolate? Hit me uh, this. Whatever I'm holding right now. Throw me one. Milk Anyone. chocolate. Oh, I'm now sorry. I'm gonna eat this into a mic so all the people with misophonia <laughs> lose their mind. Oh, oh my god. Wow. Jesse, that is to die for, sir. That's a good chocolate. This mm. is gonna be a Merry Grimmin, everybody. Oh, I got one from Steve. Well, oh, that's for everyone. <laughs> I'm gonna wait on that one. Yeah. Wait on that one. All right, one. well, listen. It was We're a party. Happy flipping <laughs> New Year and Christmas. And whatever else you celebrate, thank you so much for listening throughout the entire year. It was a, it was a year for the books, I have to say. Uh, most listened to, most watched, most everything year. A year for my book specifically. Available anywhere that books are sold. Did you write a book this year? Oh my yeah. God.
the Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.